Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We're just streaming into the void. Yeah. That's so minutes weird. we were streaming into the void. <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah, look, we're live. I've got everything in the bottom right. Yeah, live, 26 seconds. CPU, network speed. It's I don't know what the fuck happened last time. So weird. I feel like we just touched an artifact and lost half an hour of our life. Yeah, that was really fucking weird. Time. That was so odd. And it's like it just refreshed. It's like OBS just realized because my screen like did like a weird like wipe thing. And then um and then it just like was just not there. It's just like, yeah, you're not live anymore. And you haven't been live the entire time. <laughs> By the way, you've wasted your time. Fucking hell. I know it's hot laptop, but Jesus Christ. All right. Okay, I can see your message there. If you've done that just to test, we're live. We've had a blunder, everyone. Okay. Am I doing a load of buffering? I feel like I am. You are a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It I might, don't know what's it going might on be there. The ultra, it might be the, was it doing that last week? I can't remember. No. Hi, Timmer. We did a bad, mate. We we weren't live this whole time, were we, Tim? Because I think um, OBS has said we've been live for the last like, 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, and we've just been talking into the void. And then it just did some weird like glitch thing. And then it was just like, nah, you're not live. And uh, so we're just starting again, apparently. Um, so that might say that the content we just made got sucked into a black hole, yeah, it's been thing. turned into stardust. Stardust, it's all but nice. it's all dark matter now, it is, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a glitch. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but it didn't. OBS didn't sort of like refresh and stop the stream until like half an hour in, and we realised we weren't. So I don't know what was going on, but it's all been lost to the ether. Um, but yeah, that's a a little bit annoying, but it's a good thing we noticed only half an hour in. I say noticed. I could not notice my laptop looked like it was having a seizure. Um, could you fucking? Could you imagine, Tim? Can you jingle us out of the show? You click over to OBS and it's just not. <laughs> it's just not yeah. running. <laughs> Jesus, dude, that would be such a nightmare. Um, okay, all right. Yeah, we'll just have to go go again. Anyway, yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to episode 113 
for those of you listening mm-hmm. to this for the first time, we've already done this, so mm-hmm. this intro might be a little passive-aggressive for anyone listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had some, some technical difficulties there, but I'll let Decker intro the show as per usual. Yeah, uh, it's a shame. We lost half an hour of good, good old Starfield conversation. Um, so we're just going to go through this again. Um, <laughs> but if you're joining us for the first time, my name's Deck. That's Tim. Hello again. And uh, we had a quick resume podcast. Um, this is bullshit. This, this bullshit. This is. Yeah. Okay, so TLDR, yeah. what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Tim was... hates Starfield. Yeah, I. No. <laughs> I am not. I'm. I, I wouldn't say I'm underworld. I guess I am underworld by Starfield. Um, I think it's great. Um, like, very great. I'm going to stop the jingle now because we're just getting straight into it. Um, and like, I, like, I'm like 20 hours in, like I was saying, and I think I would probably, if I were to score it, which I'm not going to because I'm not going to put a score in it until I'm done with it. But my sort of vibe as of now is probably like an 8 out of 10. So still a very good score. I'm still very much enjoying it. Um, I just have my little issues and sort of quirks with the game. Um, being similar to a lot of people, the little chippy choppy loading screens and docking and undocking landing and taking off and then loading into a ship you know when you actually click on the doors all that sort of stuff i feel like breaks apart my um immersion a little bit especially on like long playthroughs um which is something i mentioned before um i feel like it just kind of grinds on me a little bit um and um yeah just 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 little just little things we we also discussed the the perks I felt were a little bit underwhelming. Um, at least like from the ones I've seen. Obviously, I haven't looked through every single perk and stuff like that. You have your boring ones to help you survey and do all that with the environment and stuff like that. But I mean, just in terms of like the upgrades, like uh, like my pistol tree, for example, I was saying it would have been cool to see like the capstone be something like you can dual wield pistols, but like. You can only dual wield certain types of pistols, or you have to mix and match, you know. So you can't just have like two like high powered revolvers, which is obviously just probably too much DPS for the game. Like it would make the game quite trivial. Um, but like you can mix like a DPS like revolver with a sort of more like a 0.27 like caliber pistol or something like that. I think that'd be kind of cool and sort of go into like the um, that sort of fantasy of being like a space cowboy kind of thing, but um just just to confirm your your capstone on the pistol one is 25 percent crit hit chance five seconds after kill okay so it's that one yeah yeah so it's yeah it wasn't quite what i thought it was but um yeah it's they're kind of fine like i sort of read that and i don't get really excited by it sort of thing i feel like it could probably be something a little cooler um i guess it helps with the whole like chaining together kills and stuff like that but um even just like a luck in a chamber i was saying could be kind of cool just like because i like use a lot of high powered revolvers and stuff like that just having like one bullet one random bullet in my mag has like 200 percent damage or something like that could be kind of sweet um just hit like that lucky shot like a like like, like the money shot for like salvador or something like that off borderlands isn't, um isn't that pretty much what crit chance is yeah, but like it's like a guaranteed, but it's not. It's not. It's twenty five percent, and I need to chain together kills. It's it's not. It's not the same. Like I'm talking like just one like super bullet that will blow someone's head off. 
like super like, bullet like one one bullet in my mag is just like i'm just shooting i'm just like oh yeah i'm chipping away he's dead blew his head off i hit my luck in the chamber done you know that sort of thing that could be kind of cool and um yeah but um yeah they're, they're fine like by, by by no means are they bad um but uh and yeah i think a lot i think of the the rifle one or the shotgun one and stuff like that i looked at them and they're they're relatively similar in their sort of capstones there's nothing groundbreaking there there's nothing um yeah like too too uh exciting and like, i can't wait to get there sort of thing um and uh and yeah that was but those are you are just talking about the combat ones yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about the combat ones, but I'm talking about like I've I, I've looked through some of the other ones in general. Like I was saying, like a lot of the geology ones didn't really interest me and stuff like that, and especially ones based around like food and stuff like that, because food is just like what is food in this game? Like they've they've done like a whole system behind it, but it just it's mm-hmm. so it's so annoying. It's if alchemy. You, if you were to spec into food in this game, you would spend ninety nine percent of your time in a fucking menu um because they only give you buffs for like two minutes or a minute or three minutes or something like that um they weigh for some reason they weigh like 0.3 and 0.4 which is annoying um and it's just like why would you go through all the effort of well either picking up loads of individual bits of food or crafting and creating food just to get really really small buffs like i feel like if it was like something like you know, increased oxygen capacity for 20 minutes or something like that, I think I'd be a little bit more interested in it. But like, man, I'm not even going to glance at something that gives me 10% more O2 for two minutes. Like, I'm not going to go in my I, menu I have found some stuff like that. Okay, I so if there are some stuff. ones it, it is a rarity system. Okay, so if there are ones better, then... But, but then again, you're still... By the time you reach that point, you're going to have to invest so many points into that skill to craft these sort of food items and you have to have probably all the late game materials and stuff like that before you actually start hitting any kind of food or drink that actually gives you buffs that are worth your time so to speak and it's still you know you're basically the end of the game by the time you reach a point like that so it's still quite an underwhelming um part of the game i i feel like they need to tweak food a little bit i feel like you can make it quite cool um it kind of does nothing it's just alchemy yeah but like potion i feel like they did potions better like in 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 the other ones the effects lasted a bit longer i still you know and if i'm honest i didn't even use it in skyrim or anything like that either um so in my eyes they've never really nailed it but um yeah just just buffs for longer i don't think they need to change much just just make it 10 minutes instead of three minutes or something like that you know like lots of other games do it you know like you drink the experience booster things or you drink like yeah increased stamina for the next 10 minutes or something like that uh there were some games we were playing recently that do that uh might have been remnant a lot of the remnant buffs the ones that you eat they last for ages don't they they last for like 10 minutes or like mm-hmm. like 15 minutes or something like that you know that's all i'm asking for just to make it a little bit more worth my time um but uh but yeah so um those are sort of my main gripes with the game um and also the lack of like ui and them explaining stuff to you we were talking about like ship combat i even know there were fucking thrusters that can help me right angle turn the game's never explaining it to me there's no ui to indicate this in any way um 
stealth just isn't a thing unless you put a point into it, which I guess is fair enough, but I still expect there to be some form of something. I'm getting spotted like a mile off, even though I'm crouching. Like, um, I just feel like it's a bit weird and it doesn't feel right in the game. Like, he shouldn't that be able was, to see it's quite funny. Me, but it's quite funny you mention it because the, the IGN 7 the, that was one of the things the guy listed bear in mind he played it for I don't know how many hours presumably like 50, 60 to complete the game or whatever he said in his final review um, there's no stealth in this game yeah like he, he never figured out oh no no I'm fully point. I'm fully aware there was I knew there was a stealth skill but I just find it weird that there's just there's absolutely nothing until you put at least a point in it like I'm like just circling around this compound, like high up, crouching, all all mind you, and then suddenly the whole fucking place just goes on high alert, and I'm fuck, and I'm like a mile off, and I just think that's just a bit weird. It just, it just feels weird to me. It doesn't feel right. Um, I'm not asking that I should be able to walk up to people if I'm crouched and butt them in the back. You know, like I get I need to put points in to do that, but like it's just so drastic. It's like it's just weird. I think. Now that I think about it, actually, because the thing is, yeah, if you read the stealth, the, the first stealth point gives you quite a lot, and more importantly, it gives you a stealth bar. But I, th I think actually, you probably can stealth around, but it's probably quite hard. But you also don't know when people are hearing you or not, so like you don't know when to slow down and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So you're probably yeah. crouching too fast, and then people are hearing you. Oh, yeah, people um, just just so... hear you. There's nothing. I've had people with their backs fully turned to me. Like they're they're yeah. just not even facing me, and they're far away, and then they just go aggro, and I'm not even moving. Just weird, yeah. and it's fine. I get it. I'll put a point in stealth. It's not the end of the world, but it's just it's just so it's just so drastic. It's just like one or the other, and I just find it a little bit weird sometimes. Um, and yeah, the game doesn't explain it to you. And you know, coming from Bethesda games in the past, you think there's something there, and there is. But yeah, I I I don't know. Um, even if it's just like for the first time you crouch or something like that, or you crouch in combat, it just comes up with a little message, just like, oh, by the way, you, you can self engage, you need to put a point in it, and then you get this little icon. You don't have this icon, people are going to see you. You want to be a ninja? Do this. But no, it's just like nothing. Um, yeah, there, there are plenty of readability and navigation issues, and that's why people mention it like the beginning of the game can be a bit rough because that shit just isn't explained to you. Eventually, it starts coming together and it starts making sense um but like you say if you're playing a bethesda game it is kind of intuitive that if you crouch you will stealth and that just doesn't happen here mm. it is there but um you know yeah as, as i was saying before it's it is just a bit more of a hardcore rpg um where you do need to put points to get some basic things like you know if you um you're not the chosen one you know it's it's a kind of a different sort of approach um so but yeah the readability side of it i, I don't disagree with um you do give chosen one vibes we... still in this game. <laughs> you just happen to touch the artifact first. Yeah. I mean, like Barrett did as well. Barrett touched the artifact first and he had a vision too. You know, they, they even they go out their way to tell you you're not the only one who's done this. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so but that's, yeah, um, yeah. that's basically me with, with Starfield, but still having a good time nonetheless. Yeah, and you know one of the things as well. Like, I don't know if you I can't remember if you touched it here, but you said before when we were speaking to the void that um, you know the frequency of loading screens can can bog yeah. down the experience sometimes. Um, yeah. yeah, and 
I was saying that it does depend on your tolerance to that, but it also does depend on what you're doing. Um, like I, I really think, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but I really think there, there are some people who have booted up this game, done the first mission, opened up the galaxy map, and just fast travel to random planets, like random planets. Oh, no, I've planets. never done that. And then they do the, and then they do the procedural generation stuff, and they're like, okay, that was fine. And then they do it. They go to another planet and they do it again. They go, okay, that was fine. And they do it again. They go, where's the good stuff? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, like. You could do that in a Skyrim or a Fallout because you're guided by your eyes and what's what's in front of you. But mm-hmm. in Starfield, you kind of need to be guided a little bit until you start getting this steady stream of side quests. And again, that is that is an architectural problem with the game, you could mm-hmm. argue. I haven't run into that problem personally. I really haven't found that to be an issue. I have a high tolerance to loading screens. You know, we all used to sit through lots of loading screens. Um, I don't mind it that much. I can understand why someone would, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um but the way they design the game is, you know, it's so big and there are so many planets. Like, of course, they're not all the same one big planet, you know, like Tamriel is and Skyrim yeah. or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I get it. So, yeah. so, you know, and I think especially if you're doing that sort of thing or if you're a Waypoint gamer, as I, as I described in a tweet uh, yesterday, someone who just needs to, who's not really there for the role play, not really there for the roses, just hopping from point to point to point. I think it's also going to bog down the experience as well. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to play that way. Mm-hmm. it's just that this game is particularly punishing for people who <laughs> who do want to play that way um and yeah. again it, it, that's not that doesn't speak to everyone because our friend our friend Caden, um i spoke to him the other day john Pie, and, and asked him how he's getting on and he's he's like loving it like really loving it and i wasn't anticipating that at all because he's a waypoint gamer and i spoke yeah. to him about like what he's doing and if he's exploring he's like no i'm just hopping from point to point um and it's just it's not bothering him like the kind of fragmentedness as people keep describing it um, yeah so it's a tolerance thing and i do get i can absolutely understand why it would be bothersome especially if some of the payoff hasn't been worth a lot of the travel for you yet um and yeah. tim was saying he's just gotten to the point in the story where you get your first thing yes uh, you all know what i'm talking about if you've gotten that far um and like i would advise anyone who's like just playing it just mainline the first just mainline the story until you get the thing and you'll know what i mean by that when the time comes yeah um a lot of stuff opens up after that and it the game gives you more routes to find more things and explore more things so Hmm. um it's yeah um (laughs) but yeah it just it's also um as i say like i i don't the the sort of fragmented part of it i don't seem to mind as i'm sort of early in my session and stuff like that but if i'm playing if i'm playing for like four or five hours that's when it starts to wear on me a little bit um and especially when you are dipping into side quests and stuff like that because not all side quests are going to be exciting not all side quests are going to have like a really good payoff and if they if you're going through all these little cutscenes and loading screens and all that kind of stuff and it's very fragmented you're jumping here you're jumping there you're jumping back and then you know it doesn't really come to anything or you didn't really enjoy that side quest it it just feels like mm. it's a little bit more annoying you know that you went through all that and not that you went through all that but like you yeah you, you, you know what i mean but um yeah it just kind of wears wears at me a little bit it, I, I feel like the game is just always gradually chipping away at me and like five hours in and i'm just like i actually kind of just i i don't want to dock here like i I don't i can't see that again i I can't do it 
I don't know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go somewhere else. <laughs> like, um... I, I I think I think it's a real I think it's a real like a real great part of the game. I think is that it gives you so many options. Like there are times where I've been like, I've done a lot of dialogue now. And I've been in like a major city doing this like long quest line. And this has been great, but I'm ready for like a bit of a SWAT change up. And I just chose a random planet on the planet and just plopped myself down. It was yeah. gorgeous. It was an ice planet. There was this like Saturn ass thing, like really close. I took a screenshot of it. Then what happened? A ship came down. Oh, it's just a ship. I hear them loads of times. I'm just going to go and like wander off and do something because I just want to wander around in an open space and just, you know, see what kind of happens. Maybe I'll go to one of the procedural generated stuff. The ship lands. Oh, it's the wanted crew. What's been happening with them? I keep getting invaded by them. Mm. And then other wanted, you know, other bounty hunters will turn up and defend me and say, We're waiting for your bounty to get fat, you big fat fucking pig. Yeah. We were, your bounty's getting big and we want it to get bigger. So they so that that's been going on for like 10 hours of gameplay. These guys land and they're like bounce because it's really low ground. They're like bouncing over the fucking glaciers of the planet to get to me. And they finally get to me. Um and they're like, mm, yeah, you've got nice and big now. So I fucking clean them up, go into the ship, take all their stuff, find this wicked weapon. And, you know, and, and then I ended up just like exploring the rest of the, uh, the planet. And I think I did a, a procedural thing, which was fun as well. And that was like, I think once you realize that there's kind of a hierarchy to the gameplay loop, like you have your main quests, which are, you know, tr your traditional stuff, long-term quests with heavy in the dialogue and, variety in gameplay and then there's more medium and short-term stuff like if you just want to go and shoot something go to a planet go to a um a, a quest like you can do that if you want to that's mm. not gonna be the whole loop but you can break up your gameplay oh, you just want to go and get a bit of loot you can do that you know you want to go and explore you just want to go to a far off solar system and just see what's there you can do that um and i, I found that very enticing to keep me playing like i'm not stuck doing the same thing at the same pace yeah 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 for sure yeah um and i i, I do get that as well because i've i've done a healthy mix of everything in fact probably a little bit less of the main story than i should have um and i've probably been doing a yeah some more sides than than usual um but yeah yeah there, there, there is a nice health healthy mix there uh to keep you interested and there, there's something to uh, appeal to whatever role play or fancy you're going with you know i know that uh, i mentioned i was part of the freestyle collective and i'm like a sort of space cowboy sort of thing space sheriff all that kind of stuff you hate those guys and you're part of the uc um space corporation sort of thing i started the uc and now i'm also doing the ryogen i think i'm gonna just do the ryogen industries first yeah so um you know, so we we're going down different paths. You know, depending on. Wait, have you what been to like. Neon yet? Have I been what? Have you been to Neon? Neon, I don't know. Describe it to me. I wouldn't know it by name. It's the cyberpunky massive city. Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think I've been there. So you haven't no. been to Neon. Yet. I've I've had so the option the to join just... to Reiku Re yeah. or whatever and apply for like a job there and get a job there, but no, I haven't actually been there. Um. Which I'm guessing is right up your alley because obviously you're you're, you're techie boy, aren't you? Um, so yeah, kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, there, there's definitely something for everyone, um, and I'm sure this game's going to get better as I um, as I play it. Um, but then, yeah, it's 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 kind of it's kind of obnoxious that this this game that I have to 
essentially just spend so much time on and be the only game I'm playing right now uh, to sort of get my full enjoyment out of it. Um, Starfield is very much one of those games. Um, so, yeah. Can't be juggling I that. would... Ad- I would advise doing um, the first mission of the Vanguard. Just do the first one. It doesn't make you join the faction. You can just do it. Um, it's like a really nice introduction to just the, the universe. Okay. Like it tells you about the history of the world, like in a really cool way. Um, so, yeah. Hi, okay. Devish. All right, cool. What's up, man? Hi, Devish. Yeah. I, I went to jail and then they tried to cut me a deal and they wanted me to go like undercover at like the fleet. Uh, crimson fleet or whatever yeah the crimson fleet yeah yeah, yeah i've just i've chi- just i've just chinned that off for now um because i don't want to be i don't want to be no space government bitch i go by my own <laughs> space law. government bitch oh my god fuck the free star collective they're so annoying why are they so annoying they just <laughs> do they, they just fucking collect bounties and just... self-righteous assholes they're so annoying sam can fucking do one i hate him so much <laughs> if i can kill him i'm gonna kill him <laughs> oh, i'll fucking kill you he's such, he's you such like? a goody goody stick up his ass he's not goody goody i said i love sarah i love sarah which one's sarah which one is sarah Again? Is she the main one? Yeah. Alright. I don't know everyone by name. Don't give me that fucking look. I didn't say everyone. I asked, I asked for the main character in the game. God, I don't know her name. She's just some white girl. Her name could be Brittany for all I know. I don't fucking know. But yeah, alright. Sarah. Yeah. Sorry, precious fucking Sarah. <laughs> Yeah, you should be. Sarah, I just skip her dialogue and give her an artifact every now and again. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I bet you will. I bet you will now. I don't do that. Um, So, yeah, so we've spoken about some of the things that we um, are a bit less hot on. Um, Yeah, I know one that we didn't get before we realised that the the show had stopped before. I want us to talk about a bit about what we are, what we're liking. Um... What had you said before? I can't remember what you said you were liking. Uh, I said that I just enjoyed the whole like aesthetic of, of, of the game. Just like I, I like that it's and it is weird because I'm not a big space guy. I'm not a big sci-fi guy, like generally speaking. Um, but I'm enjoying it. Like I, I do quite enjoy hopping from planet to planet sometimes, and the the change in environments and the change in civilization and stuff like that. Uh, you know, based on the planet you're on. Um, dialogue's great. Um, for the most part, I'm listening to like all of it, no matter who I'm talking to. I'm thinking about my options. Um, I like the persuasion mechanic. Um, I think it's quite cool. A few times I've gotten a read on someone's personality and I've chose the right options based on that, you know, because like, to be more aggressive or to be more like, you know, nice to them or something like that. Um, I, th- I think that's that's pretty well done for the most part. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense, but um yeah, and then I was saying the gunplay is also pretty good. Um, I, I I did say it would be kind of cool if there was some boiled down version of like a VAT sort of system you could use. I think it would be kind of cool because sometimes the combat does feel a little bit samey and a little bit just sometimes you are just waiting for someone to pop up so you can just shoot them. Um, but for, for, for the most part, it feels good and it feels like the best that gunplay has ever felt. Um, Loot seems pretty good. Uh, I've had a few legendaries. They've had some 
pretty cool um, effects. One of them was like, uh, yeah, I just have a chance to set alight people that nearby, like based on me taking damage or something. So, like, uh, yeah, sometimes people just catch fire around me. Um, it's not a an actual booster Whoa. though. It's one of the packs that isn't a booster pack. It's like a ground pack or whatever they're called. Um, so that was a bit annoying because obviously it's not. I don't get to what use does it do? my boosty boy. Uh, it just has a chance to set people on fire, like around me in like a close, close uh, vicinity. Um, oh, but it doesn't. It doesn't boost at all. No, no, they're called ground packs. Have you don't found a ground pack before? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh no, they're literally just they go on your back, just like a booster, but they're called ground packs, and they just don't have booster functionality. You just you're just, oh, okay. just you're just a runny boy. That's it. But they still oh, okay. give you. They have different effects. <laughs> like they would make you more. I, I don't know if they have like more armor overall because you have less move maneuverability or mm. something like that. Um, but yeah, it gives you. The, it goes into the same slot as a booster pack, but they're just called ground packs. Um, so yeah, no no booster. Um, but yeah, so I found a couple of legendaries. The effects seem kind of cool. Uh, I found one yesterday. It's actually only a purple, but it's really nice because it just halves all the weight of the guns in my inventory that I carry, which was just amazing. So I went Whoa. from being like 100 kg to like fucking 60. And I was like, nice. Wow. nice. This, is, this is crispy. I'm going to keep this on forever. Um, but yeah, so yeah, loot seems decent uh, for the most part. And uh, yeah. I'm enjoying pretty much everything the game has to offer. Like, there's only a few little, little quirks that haven't fully um, reeled me in yet. But yeah, yeah, put, push through with a handful of other main missions, and I'll be interested to hear. Yeah, I'll do that once we wrap up. How this you're feeling? Podcast. Yeah, 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 definitely. Especially because you've just got to that point in the story, which obviously uh, opens up some other stuff. Um trying to think what i was going to say yeah so this is like so this is interesting yeah you said that about the the combat loop um i I said this last week to me like this is on the level of around wolfenstein maybe a bit below that where it feels like it has been made first for pc um yes and i felt the way about wolfenstein it has like a little bit of jankiness still on the stick it's still good like don't get me wrong like i'd be i'm happy playing it uh like this this is good gunplay i would say for the most part in rpgs um I can't think of an RPG with better gunplay, to be honest. Like, you know, it's it's obviously not up there with a with a Doom action shooter or um about, you know, like a Call of Duty or Obviously. Um I felt Cyberpunk was about the same, maybe. Um maybe a bit okay. worse. Um so it's, it's it's a good um it's a good point. So yeah, and then I forgot there's other things as well. Like like I said, yeah, I've specced into lasers, so I'm like capped out on that, so I'm like setting people on fire. I don't have loads of weapons. Like I've, I've just got a handful of small ones that I like and I upgrade them when I can, you know, replace them. I've also specced down some grenades. Love that tech, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've the first, the first perk in explosives gives you a throwing line. So you can see where your grenades are going if you hold down oh, that's the, cool. the bumper. So I've got people like hiding behind boxes and I'm like, nope, <laughs> like throw a shrapnel grenade. Or if it's low grav, there are like mines, you know, and I like frisbee them out, um, like cryo mines or whatever, and they fall behind the, the cover. Um, That's kind of cool. Stuff like that. 
um and then with some of the stuff that you've just got to in the story um i'm sure everybody in the chat has already got there but i'm, I'm just hesitant at this point maybe and next week will be a bit more explicit um yeah. there are some of them that i've got um which have been great for for keeping that sort of stuff fresh and i've had them on my um my quick select so i can just swap between them when i like and there are times where the games felt almost a bit immersive simmy like kind of dishonesty at times there's a mission i'm doing now in one of the factions where this is literally a dishonored mission and i and because of the powers i have i'm like it's making it a lot easier but it it just feels really good um mm. i'm really impressed generally by the quest variety in this game um i always liked the quest design in bethesda games but in this one there's like so many structures of quests and i'm you know i'd wonder if you've done anything yet you know there, there are straight combat ones there's like pure persuasion or negotiation type quests or like yeah. information gathering where you've got to get information there are some which it's like kind of stealthy um and then there's like loads of subcategories even within them um it's hard to summarize but i've done so many different varieties of missions um and that's not even including like the space combat um which i thought has been really impressive and that opens up again the, the further you go into the game hmm. i think the sound design is pretty excellent i think the music is really good um i think the music's up there with Maybe just a little bit below Skyrim, who I think has a has a goated. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> goated players, but so far it's been great. I love, yeah, I love like the sci-fi aesthetic and the kind of the sci-fi mystery, like with a, with a sprinkle of fantasy aesthetic. I love that. It's very like interstellary. You know, Interstellar is probably my favorite film of all time, so it's it's very much hit ticking those boxes for me. Another thing that I noticed was like a marked improvement in Starfield compared to other Bethesda games, but I just think it's good generally is the VA is good. The voice acting is good, but the mm -hmm. voice direction in particular is really good. Like you can tell the actors are being directed to um, emphasize particular parts of the sentence or they'll like take a breath or they'll like half halfway through. And I don't feel like you've got that stuff um like based on the situation they're in they'll give you like a particular sort of um tonal change um mm. which i feel like you didn't necessarily get before um so i think i think that's been really good and i guess it's worth asking actually because people have tried to criticize the game for its you know the talking to npcs and oh they look so bad and oh it's so so silly what do you think is it is it silly and so bad or is it okay like where's it at with you um I think for the most part it's it's pretty it's pretty excellent. Um yeah, I was saying like the dialogue and voice acting and stuff like that is something I'm actually quite enjoying uh in this game. Even just doing side quests for like people I don't know or don't even or sh should even care about. I still kind of listen to what they're saying and stuff like that. Um and yeah, I do think the 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 direction is is pretty good. Um yeah, there's there's definitely more like emotion and like actual thought that's gone into like the delivery of the lines um, compared to most other, because like, sure, people still do have your glazed expressions sometimes, and the and the eyes, you know, the the classic fucking eyes. Sometimes they just stare right into your soul. But I think <laughs> the Bethesda games in the past had that, but then they also had flat delivery on the lines, where this just is improved on the delivery of the lines, but still occasionally has those wonky facial expressions and eyes sometimes. But, but like, yeah, generally, yeah, I would agree. I think the dialogue is, is, is pretty good from what I've experienced so far. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. 
I, it's interesting. I, 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 because yeah, the eyes thing I think is an interesting. I don't think you're wrong. I think sometimes you're like, what are you, what you're looking at? But at the same time, there's also times where like I will speak to someone, and again, like it, it feels like the scripting of the NPCs is so much better. And they'll be on their computer and they'll speak to me, still looking at their computer for a bit, and then they'll turn towards me. Um, and and that like. I don't know. That just feels more immersive to me. It's like, yeah, people do that. Like, not everybody is like staring dead into my eyes when they're yeah. speaking to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, what I feel like people haven't picked up on is NPCs look at other NPCs now when I don't think they did before. So, oftentimes, if your companion is behind you, they'll look over your shoulder to like look between you and your companion. So yeah. It's not always that they're just looking into your soul, yeah. even though that does happen sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. They're looking at other NPCs or, the, or your companions. I, I, just, I haven't seen anybody mention that. I just thought I'd throw it out there in case anybody's had the same experience. Yeah, no, yeah, no, they do. Yeah, which is uh, quite good. Yeah, when your when your cam- uh, companion sort of chimes in, yeah, they do sort of look in a different direction when they're talking to them or listening to them. Um, for what I said, yeah, it's it's decent. Uh, I do find it weird when you're walking around in cities though that everyone you pass tends to look at you in some capacity. I think it's just weird. It's just like, why is everyone looking? Why does everyone have to look up from their tablet or briefcase and give me a little glance? Yeah, as I'm sprinting. Tell you, tell you the life story. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, like what you doing? Everyone in the city stares at you when you run by them. It's just like this is kind of weird. Um, also, I had like the funniest glitch where the main city where you join the 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 collective, Sarah. Big up Sarah. You know, love Sarah. Um, uh, my my whole city, all the NPCs just froze for like minutes oh my god and they were everyone was just standing still just doing nothing and i was like what's a, going on here and i was point, like is- i was like running around <laughs> i was like bumping into them i was like trying to get any sort of interaction out of them no one was doing anything and then it all just clicked and then everyone just started walking again and it was just like but it was like minutes nice. it was like really weird um and yeah it was quite funny so um yeah no, there still is some of that, some of that jank, but you expect that in in a game like this. Um, of this, I sort mean, of let's let's touch on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's yeah. Like, what, what do you think about about bugs? You know, it's been there's been a bit of back and forth now because obviously you know, a lot of reviews said, um, "Oh, it's the least buggy game by a mile," and then a lot of people have been like, "Oh, you know, it's still kind of really buggy." You know, where's where are you falling on that kind of? Spectrum? I no, I haven't. I don't think I've had any. I wouldn't say it's really buggy. I've had some funny bugs like that. Um, and I've had, like, I don't know, when I'm, like, in my ship, uh, a few times I've seen someone just, like, walk into something and then just fucking, like, stand up on it and, like, shoot through the ceiling for, like, a second and then they go back down or they're, like, standing on the table <laughs> yeah. or something like that. And, yeah, you have your little jank moments like that, but, like, actual bugs outside of just, like, you had a little giggle and it broke your immersion a little bit. I haven't really had anything. Like, I haven't really had anything that's dampened my my progress or maybe you have to load or, or 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 anything like that. So yeah, apart from a giggle here and there, like g- generally I've been bug free. Um it's been fine. Yeah. I I've had one or two things which have been quite annoying. Like it's required a load. Um I can't remember exactly what they were, but it has happened. Nothing like huge, but annoying enough for me to like I said, require a load. Um, 
yeah, visual bugs are still there. You'll get stuff that will happen. It's it's not that often that it that they happen, but they do still happen. You know, you'll get some silly things. I once had Vasco on the top of my ship as I took off, and he was just stood on top of the ship like as we took off through orbit, and then and then I was in space, and I can still see him. He was like a little speck, just stood there like Captain. Please let me in. <laughs> I've really made a mistake here. Um, ah, that's intentional. So, I've had that too. Yeah, it's like R two R two D two. Yeah, just yeah, you'd have to. Beeping and booping. Um, performance. How does how do you find the game feels? It's thirty frames. It was a big point of contention when that got announced. How are you finding that? Uh, I've had some chugs. I've had some frame drops. I've had some frame skips. Um, and uh, almost like it hung as it like loaded a little bit or something like that, or just frames dropped as things were happening. Um, so I wouldn't say I've been locked at thirty. Um, I've had a, I've had some dips here and there. Um, I haven't changed anything, so I don't know what what mode it starts on, because there are modes. You don't have modes. Oh, okay, no. there are no modes. Okay, all right. No. Um, so yeah, I I can't say I'm locked at thirty, but I'd say for the most part, I'm at thirty, and the speed of the game and how it plays, it's not the end of the world being at 30 or even if it dips a little bit like i don't find it absolutely detrimental to my experience um but yeah yeah there's there's been some hitches yeah i don't think they can confidently say that this is locked at 30 um i don't know that's been the same as you but yeah um so yeah i guess there's two parts of the conversation to me yeah the first is the hitching yeah i've had hitching as well in particular i will say and i can see tavish has said in the chat um akila in particular is bad i don't know why akila hitches more than anywhere else. that's the freestyle um, collective one isn't it yeah that place yeah. hitches more than yeah, anywhere else for me and I, I don't know why yeah it's proper it's proper bad that one yeah um, and I've had a few instances, I can count it on one hand, but a few instances where the game has just hung for a couple of seconds and then just comes back and everything's fine. Um, again, not big issues. Um, so that's the first part of the conversation. The second part is, the, I think the game, it's a good 30. It sounds silly, but you know, uh, it, we know it, as they do with every Bethesda game, helped out with the shooting and the feel. And as we found out later, they helped a lot with motion blur to mask the frame pacing. Um, and that's why I think the 30 in this feels good. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you ever booted up Redfall. That felt like a bad 30. Um, when I played Control, that felt like a bad 30. This was like a good 30. Um, there is a difference, and it might be splitting hairs to some people, but um, it, it, there is a feel there which can change depending on how well it's implemented. And here, I think it's, it's quite good. Did you, did you keep Motion Blur on then? Yeah, I haven't touched any of the settings. So oh, like, I, I turn motion blur off yeah. immediately. Um, I hate motion blur; it triggers me really. really I quite well. like motion blur for the most part. <laughs> no, like I, I was literally on it for like two seconds, and I like spun around, and everything was going fuzzy outside of my exact center of vision, and I was like, I can't be dealing with this. <laughs> I just turned it off like immediately. That's real life, though. It was quite heavy motion blur as well. You do have motion blur right now. You're a bit laggy. Um, <laughs> but yeah no um it's it was quite a heavy motion blur um so i turned it off yeah um 
cool so there's all of that i'm just trying to think if there's anything else i guess i haven't given my sort of summary are there, are there any other before we sort of move on from like kind of our impressions and our continued impressions is, are there any other points of the game that you wanted to talk about particularly in like a positive light um or is that has that pretty much covered everything no i think i've covered everything so far um like i said i'm not actually that you know i, I say i'm not actually that far into it i am 20 hours into it like for some games this is an entire game of game time um but like yeah i'm not that neat like knee deep into it right now so i think yeah i think i've covered everything that you know i've experienced and what i like and don't really like about it um and i'm sure i'm sure that's going to change over the course of the week as i play more but no yeah i'm pretty sure i've covered covered everything yeah Mm -hmm. cool yeah, so I guess um, my feelings. Last week, I think I was 20 hours in as well, and I was like, um, I'm really enjoying it. I was at like a nine, um, just to give you an idea of where I was at. Um, in, in the eight to nine range, I would say, it was last week. And like as the game goes on, on, on like I said this before while we were talking into the void when the podcast was breaking, mm-hmm. I think this game more than other games, Bethesda games, but maybe more than most RPGs, begs you to roleplay. Like it wants you to look past some of the silliness and immersion in favor of um look at these decisions with dialogue you can make. Look at how that's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Look at how reactive the world is. Look at the points you can make and how you can spec yourself. Um look at the armor you can wear, look at the companions you can take. It wants you to to just inhabit that character. Um and that's kind of what has become more and more apparent to me and 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 made the game really enjoyable um i'm really enveloped by it at the moment i I haven't been this like um i don't feel like immersed is the right word um but for lack of a better word (laughs) immersed into a game since maybe elden ring and that's as a single player game that is um and obviously that's not even really an rpg um i can't think of the last time i maybe was this into an rpg i I like cyberpunk i didn't Mm. enjoy it like i'm enjoying this um, it was maybe the, the Outer Worlds. Um, uh, I just think they've done a great job overall. I do agree that there are a lot of small things that do drag the experience down. And ultimately, I feel that your enjoyment mostly will come down to how much are you or are you wanting to roleplay the character and what your character will do and what's your head cannon for them and what will they do and how's that going to change and what's your tolerance to the small annoying stuff. What's your tolerance to loading screens? What's your tolerance to mm-hmm. um, the, the lack of navigation, you know, that the game gives you, the lack of readability? What's your tolerance to the architecture of this game and how you move around and you explore? It's quite unconventional. Um, and if you don't like that, you, it might, you might find it hard to get into it. Mm. There's a big phenomenon going around at the moment with Starfield. And I think, um, who wrote just wrote about it? I think it's Paul... Tassie over at Forbes? Is that right? Yeah, Paul Tassie over at Forbes. Titled, if Starfield isn't clicking for you yet, try doing these things. Um, because there's like this regular feeling that people like kind of like, it's fine, this is fine, this is goodish. And then it kind of clicks. Things start coming together. Things start making sense. They've learned the stuff that the game hadn't told them. And the game starts feeling, oh, I'm getting it now. It's starting to roll. Um, yeah, I can do this yeah. and I can do that. And and I think that's because of the things I mentioned. At some point, you start falling into the groove with with the role playing. At some point, the navigation, and we haven't even touched on the the thing that most people are complaining about, which is like local maps. There's no map for when you're for a city. You that can't is just annoying. see where vendors. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do agree that it's an oversight, but again, it hasn't really become an issue for me because I think, like, when I've gone to the cities, I've done a quick exploration, and I'm like, okay, the shops are there, and that's kind of all I need to know. And you're, I also feel like you're less reliant on vendors in this game than you have been in previous BGS games, but that's a different mm. thing. But I, I can agree that that again, I can understand why someone would find that annoying. Oh, I want to find a gun vendor because I want to find a, I want to buy a gun. Mm. You know? um, so if those things start to drag you out of it, I can understand that. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm still probably, I, I think I'm like solidly at nine. Um, I, I'm really, really having a good time. Um, I'm loving the, the the way the story's unfolding. It's like giving me a glimpse into what I think New Game Plus is going to be. And I think that's really exciting. The fact that that's just dangled in front of me, you know, at some point to do. I think I'm coming towards the maybe final third of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super exciting. I've, like I said, I've only just started doing the faction quests. And the faction quests have somehow been some of the best content I've done. Um, yeah. So the quest variety is amazing. Um, I'm still coming across like new weapons. Um, I'm liking specking into my character. Like I said, and even silly stuff. Like I'm maxed out on like lock picking and I'm loving that. And I've got like three points in pickpocketing. And then I've put, just put a point in like bribing and negotiation. So not persuasion, but so I'm like sneaking around, taking money out of people's pockets and then bribing them with their own money. It's fucking awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were like a law abiding citizen a little bit. No, no. Okay. I'm like, I'm like neutral, you know, on the morality chart. I'm like neutral, maybe a bit okay. chaotic neutral. Okay. You know, um, I just, I just want to get into places that I'm not allowed to be and see what I can find, and then maybe I'll do the right thing, but maybe I won't. You know, mm. um, I like mm. robots, but you know, maybe I do have a soft spot for some people, unless they're cowboys, and they can fuck right off. <laughs> wow, man! Absolute character assassination oh, to my 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 build. My head cannon. Thanks, man. <laughs> I wanna be a cowboy, but nah, I'm not a super cowboy, but yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, it by all means it it has clicked for me. I can understand why, and I can see Tavish has said in the chat as well. Um not really understanding maybe why the beginning is slow. Again, I yeah, I didn't find that, but I, I guess maybe slow isn't the right word. It's quite hard to sort of articulate why people might find the first 10, 15 hours a bit meh i mean you felt the same didn't you tim you said to me yeah. you felt it was a bit underwhelming actually the first five ten hours yeah or maybe the first five hours i don't know why. yeah first yeah i'd say first five plus hours were a little bit underwhelming yeah i can't quite put my pin on it i just didn't really feel like um yeah i don't know i just didn't really feel like much was happening um and i was just jumping from point to point um picking up artifacts and yeah. that was kind of it um, I just don't really feel like, yeah, anything started get like not, nothing got going. Um, nothing jumped out of me, really, uh, to be honest. Um, and because I was so unaware of everything going on, ship combat, all that sort of stuff, I just sort of voted to skip and just continue just jumping from planet to planet and picking up artifacts because I didn't know anything else that was going on, really, because it wasn't explained to me um yeah i didn't i didn't love the first five five ish hours um but then it's gotten gradually better and it it is getting gradually better and that's um, a common feeling yeah 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 but it, it, it also is a kind of it's not um it is, it's weird for for a game to take 10 plus hours 
to actually sort of get going in 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 any in in any sort of format at least for like the general audience um i mean i I don't know where you draw your line on that but there's got to be just not not fantastic sort of game design at least from like an early perspective um obviously it doesn't apply to everyone your experience was different but i'm talking as like a general it's very weird for a game to take 10 to 15 hours to even to to like for people to start to be like oh i see what's going on here like, that's that's a long time <laughs> that's, that's quite a long I'm, time it's like a full length that, game I, for I mean, a lot of single player games yeah i mean no i get that but i i, I don't think like the game was never bad um, again, I didn't have that experience. Um, I definitely felt it got better um, as I've kept playing, like for sure, no doubt. But most games get better as you keep playing. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, there are exceptions to that rule, but I, I kind of feel like that's the case for a lot of games. Um, you know, like I think I've got a War Ragnarok, like I complained about this on the podcast frequently. Like the game has so many fucking pacing issues. Um, you know, it's about 30 hours long, about the first 10, 15 hours you have a five minute fight and then you're walking on walls, you know, you're like climbing a mountain, listening to dialogue for 20 minutes. And that's kind of how I felt with the, like the ratio of the game was split up. And then eventually it starts coming together a bit more in the second half. Like, um, you know, and that's like well-documented as well. A lot of people agree with that. And that game's still sitting on like 93 on open critic or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, if, if, if the beginning of the game was like bad, like bad, bad, like, yeah, I'd be with you. But I think it's like, the premise is reasonably interesting. Everything seems kind of cool. You make your character. Like, I feel like the flow is, it's good. It's okay. It's good. You know, and then it gets better and better and better. Um, so that that's my feelings on it. Um, but of course, yeah, if someone played the first five hours and they thought, God, I can't tolerate this for one more minute. This is just the worst thing I've ever done. Then yeah, sure. But I don't think that's the popular, like that's not the consensus. No. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. Fair enough um so yeah i'm feeling really good about it personally um i'm very excited by how the game is unfolding unraveling um and i'm just i'm just kind of loving loving every minute i play like i said going through some factions now and i haven't even done my faction quest i'm excited to see where that all goes um i think this is a game that time will be very kind to um Mm. there seems to be like a small and this is kind of as we move into the general impressions from the community and and stuff uh there is like a small section of people that this game like seems to have like really pissed off like it's it's really done something quite bad to them todd has personally come into their house and thrown glitter everywhere stardust everywhere you know that's rough um and I, I think, you know, all the things I said before, I think somehow if this game has hit all the wrong notes for you, um, I think it could piss you off. Because at the same time, you know, I think, like I said, there is a right way to play this game. <laughs> yeah. As weird as it sounds, um, I think there is a way, and you could make that argument for most games, I think, but there is a way to play this game which isn't conventional. And I think the people who aren't understanding that um, are the ones who it's upsetting the most i guess not their fault but um it's just kind of the way the way it is the architecture of the game yeah um i mean what's so yeah so what's been your impression of all of this because i've seen it's been such a weird ride hasn't it since this game's been out um i don't know if you've seen but like more reviews have come out and they continue to be like reasonably polarizing obviously the aggregate is still high the open critics down to 87 on metacritic the pc 
is 87, but the Xbox is 85 um, on, on Metacritic on the Xbox version. Um, and that's because there's been a, a couple more five out of tens have come in, Tim. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a there was another six that came in last week from a, a podcast who said, yeah, we played it for five or six hours, but we didn't really like it. Six out of ten. Yeah. Um, then the four out of ten came in the other day as well. So the score has been butchered by outliers. Um, yes. So, I mean, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, you know, and, and the chat as well. What are our thoughts on this? Do, is, is Starfield... Um, does it deserve these outliers? You know, do, do we think that's kind of fair i mean we're in opinion territory but i guess i'm just interested to hear what everyone's thoughts are on this whole escapade and how this is continuing to unravel and the the polarity of the game Mm. um i no 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 i i I think these these weird drastic scores that they're getting um ones we expected from no doubt quite salty um outlets that for you know might have not got a copy or whatever or just ge- generally are not a huge fan of this type of game these type of this type of rpg or xbox in general i do think the game has received some unwanted hate in that regard um there's there's absolutely from what i can tell i can't this game has to score a seven or higher like I feel like a seven is still low and people are being a little bit brutal and probably picking on it a little bit and blowing up the, you know, the, 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 the not so good parts of the game. Every game has not so good parts. Like it's just, it's just a fact. No game is perfect, but um, I feel like they're blowing it up for, for, for the sake of the fact that this is such a big release and it's, you know, these controversial reviews and stuff like that are going to get more clicks. They're going to get more attention. They're going to get all that sort of stuff. Um, but anything in my eyes I, the game's just not really below an eight really i feel like even if you're not vibing with it you can still have a great time with this game it's still a cool ass fucking space shooter like you can kind of be or do whatever you want there's there, there, there's a lot of choices there's a lot of variety uh, a lot of different quest lines there's just there's a lot to do um and the game functions and plays pretty pretty well. Um, so unless you just really hate this kind of game, uh, I can't really see you getting a below like a seven, uh, an eight, or a seven at its harshest. So some of these fives and sixes are just absurd. They're they're just absurd. I mean, fucking Redfall was getting scores around sixes and sevens, and like. Jesus Christ, that game just didn't even function in some places. I mean, to even put this game even remotely in the same sort of figure ballpark or something like that is is ridiculous. Um, you know, especially when that when that that was released, it was literally being, you know, exclaimed as being almost unplayable, and then they drop a similar number for Starfield. Makes zero sense to me. Um but yeah, there is there are some some kinks to it, and it's not a perfect game. And I think a lot of people, you know, will have their their own um, opinions on it, and might give it a lower score than some other outlets. But yeah, some of the fucking five to six hours I played it gave it a six out of ten. That's a joke. How how is a review like that even allowed to stay up? Like, that's absurd. Yeah, I I, I don't yeah, I don't even understand. 
it's cracked open the whole science and philosophy, you know, of <laughs> of reviews and you know uh, having numerical scores and um, like that again, you know, like should someone have to play beyond five hours to give a review score? You know, I would argue yes. A lot of people don't feel that way. I think you go into a Bethesda game knowing these are massive games. These are some of the biggest games ever made ever in history. So I don't want to fucking hear that you only expected to play five hours and have your cock blown off. I don't want to hear that. You know what you were getting into, and I think it's disingenuous and bullshit to to feel like you've gotten a rounded experience. I expect you to try and be truthful and come into this in good faith. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you've kind of done that here. It feels like you didn't like some things in the first few hours. And okay, that's fine. Some of the best games ever made have a bit of a rocky few hours, first few hours. Yeah. Some of them don't, you know. I'm not going to pretend like the beginning of this game is like God of War, you know, the first one, that fucking amazing opening. And like God of the first God of War for me is a 10 out of 10, like all the way through, you know. But that opening in particular is phenomenal. And I don't it's think this good. is that. Yeah. But, you know, I don't, it doesn't feel like a good faith. You know what a Bethesda game, you know what this is. This is not a 25 hour on rails linear story game where you're being told a story, being fed it to you like an episode of TV. It, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I don't subscribe to that, um, and I disagree that even in this sort of game, just playing the main story and just hammering through a couple of side quests is enough. Like, I want you to engage with the game's mechanics. Um, I, I obviously don't truly know if someone has done that or not. A lot of the text reviews, even for some of the lower ones, feel like they're fairly well thought out. Hmm. But even with a game like this, and again, this is where it gets tricky because I don't know the answer to this next bit. Like, we know the new game plus is a bit of a peculiar one here. Yeah. Do we expect people to go into new game plus one and new game plus two? You know? Mm. Um, Probably not. I mean, that is a big part of the game. It's a big part of the game, but at the same time, that could be quite a demand. The thing mm. is, as well, unfortunately, it's just like the temporal nature of um, reviews, right? All got to be out on launch day. Um, people were given two weeks seems like a reasonably long time but now actually a lot of people are saying I could have done with more time you know I always wonder if if there wasn't this need to get everything out on launch day for the sake of you know clicks unfortunately and people just released their reviews when they were ready to give a rounded score would would things be going differently you know it does make me wonder when people had time to to let the game breathe fall into their character explore new game plus maybe even get to new game plus plus you know because some journalists out there i I haven't seen a single journalist who's in the new game plus and the plus plus and the plus 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 say this is bad all of them that are that far ahead are like i've never experienced anything like this this is mental (laughs) yeah Uh, i don't i still don't know what it is like i said i've tried to remain spoiler free but i think that speaks to the nature of the game and also why i originally said i think time is going to be very kind to this game yeah yeah agreed um yeah it's it's a game that doesn't doesn't uh hold up well with reviews like generally speaking like the actual structure of the game and what type of game it is um and i think that also says a lot considering that it's still a very high score even though i i I do agree that the the sort of structure that this game falls under isn't the review structure so to speak it doesn't it doesn't sort of gel well with that sort of formula uh, and it's still reviewing very well um 
but yeah, I, 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 I do agree. It's, it's definitely something that will, it, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a wine, isn't it? It's like a fine wine. I, I, I do think it will get better with age, like generally. And Bethesda games have the longest legs, like probably of any any games out there ever. Like, I mean, Fallout Three, Four, Skyrim—they're all still being played. Like, like it's crazy. Uh, they, I, I'd say as as a company, they probably made the games with with the longest legs. Um, and there's no doubt, obviously when mods start appearing for this sort of game and stuff like that and they open up like a you know the the, the mod storefront and community mods and everything like that i mean this game's going to just eventually it's just going to be ridiculous you know that all tied in with yeah like you said like all the new game plus and mechanics and stuff like that um i'm definitely very intrigued by this new game plus shit i have no idea what the fuck's going on uh it's not often i actually do New game pluses, um, you know, outside Same. of like, um, yeah, outside of like Dark Souls and stuff like that, you know, where you would do like a new game plus and all that sort of thing. I, I don't tend to do it. Like, I don't tend to go back and play it. Like, I'm not going to go back and play Final Fantasy 16 again on a harder difficulty just because I have all the powers now and, you know, there's new stuff there to do. I'm not going to do that. Um, it's a great game. Loved it. But I'm not going to be doing a new game plus there. Um, and yeah, so it's quite interesting to see what they've got here to make new game plus so enticing that people are actually just like, just beeline story. And then, and then you, you, you get into the meat and potatoes, you know, like, um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely very intriguing. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, my ears are pricked. And like I said, I, I'm I'm far enough along in the story where I think I have an idea of what it is. And if I'm right, that is actually pretty crazy. <laughs> that is very cool. So, you know, I, 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 again, I don't know. I'm but, guessing um, like yeah, multi-dice kind of shit, maybe. 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 Hmm. Um. So, yeah, let me quickly check my notes. Um. Yeah, it, it's a bit of a weird one. And I will say as well, we, we said ages before, uh, you know, in the run up to the game, uh, I think a lot of our chat said similar things before in the past. Like, Starfield had a double wombo combo coming up against it because it's Xbox, if you believe in the Xbox tax, the mythical Xbox tax. And it was also Bethesda. Bethesda started to get a bit of a tax recently. Uh, yeah. You know, Fallout 4 seems to have aged quite well, but generally the reception is a bit soured. Uh, yeah. Fallout 76, obviously the big blunder, massive blunder, like a joke at launch. Um, I know some people uh, really enjoy it out there. That's fine and all, but like for the most part, that's how the perception has changed. Um, so you have some people who I think who have been quite pissed off at Bethesda if they weren't already pissed off at Xbox. And I think some of that has set, seeped into reviews Um Journalistic integrity, yeah, whatever. We've had this discussion about bias before. It's implicit, not explicit. Bite me. Um, so, unfortunately, I think when we look over at the general perception towards Starfield, it's not all good. No. There was a post I put up on um, Twitter that I saw on Reddit. Uh, let me just have a quick look. And it was on the Starfield subreddit. And it has 2,500 upvotes, which is you know, quite a lot. It was at the top of it was the top top of the Starfield subreddit, and it was titled "I almost skipped this game due to Reddit and YouTube reviews." 
Wow. Jeez. So, I not only think that it's a bit to do with reviewers, but content creators do their own fucking thing as well. We know what they're like. As soon as there's like a window into negativity, a lot of creators will really lean into it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's clicks, dude. You know, and yeah, they'll lean into it for clicks. Um, for a variety of reasons. And that's, you know, you're allowed to just be tepid on the game. That's fine. I'm obviously not saying don't have your own opinion. Um but I think it can be a bit, it can feel a bit fake when you're telling me, oh, reviews don't really matter because people, it's like, well, they like they do. They do because it, it shapes the sentiment. It's at least one factor in shaping the sentiment of the game. And when we look back at Starfield or even while we're in the thick of it, what do people think about Starfield? It's like positive, but it's a bit sour. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bit of, um, it's a bit bitter, you know. Um, it's like, oh, it's good, but it has a lot of problems. You know, and that's like how a lot of a lot of it's being framed, and it's all adding up. So, I suppose my question here is, Tim: Like, do you think we we asked we said last week, is this enough? What's been your sentiment? Like, um, Xbox needs a well-reviewed, mass appeal game to breach into the casual audience and to to be an ecosystem seller. Yeah. Do you think that's happened here? Uh, yeah, I still think it has. Yeah, I so I I I I do think there is. Yeah, like like we said, there is negativity around there, um, and it has had an extremely good launch in terms of review numbers and you know balancing that negativity. I'd say overall, it's definitely there's no fifty fifty split here between Starfield being negative and positive. I I generally would say it's 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 far more positive than it is negative. Um, yeah, review scores are great. Um, yeah, drops straight into games pass, looks great, plays great, all that sort of stuff. I do genuinely feel like they've done what they set out to do. Um, and I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, right? I've been seeing some absolutely ridiculous numbers for this game. Um, like absolutely bonkers. So I absolutely yeah i i think they have they have nailed it um 100 um i i still get triggered with the comparison to no man's sky um and i've seen videos on it as well and stuff like that i even saw a video i didn't click on it but it's just like why you should play no man's sky in 2023 over starfield and it's just like i'm sorry what like no yeah <laughs> You're you're actually just mis-selling your audience right now. They're completely different games. I, I don't understand. Like the only thing they have in common is space. They are they are set in space. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Like ge- genuinely. Yeah. Apart from that, they could yeah. not be further apart. Like beat wise, as as like a game. But yeah, so that that's super triggering. Um, it's a survival yeah. game for fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no yeah. Man's Sky is a survival game. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, there's just there's a lot of ne- negativity. I've seen so many viral like clips going around of like, you know, all these popular streamers playing the game and stuff like that, and they get like little bugs, you know, like someone standing on a table or some weird dialogue like clip over or something like that, and you know, and then their comments are, it's a triple A game, triple A Bethesda game, guys. You know, look at this, this guy standing on a table, and it's just like. It's so yeah. like that is that's causing so much harm. So tiring. 
Yeah, yeah. But it, and it's also causing so much harm to anyone wanting to play that game or anything because that's what like that's such a fucking it's just not even a thing like why are you saying that and pointing that out as like a bad thing sure someone's standing on a, on a table for fuck's sake like and then you have a go at it for being like this unfinished triple a game you know you're not saying that but you like that's what you're implying and it's just, it's so toxic man but um I, I think all of that aside, I think generally they have they've they've hit what they set out to do. I I think. Great. Um. Yeah. I I think it's quite fascinating, and there's quite a lot of uncertainty around how this is all going to turn out because, like, to a degree, this does need to be a bit of a big break. Need to. Uh, I don't know. This Xbox stands to benefit a lot from. Um, this game you know if it really does does the numbers and um, which it does look like it's doing and you know i will say you know just while we're on the conversation um, i've got the numbers here what we heard uh was um on the morning of starfield launch it hit like six million players immediately making it the biggest bethesda launch full time they said um a couple of days later Phil Spencer tweeted that Starfield exceeded 1 million concurrent players across all platforms. Um, uh, it shot to number one on Game Pass. I checked earlier this morning. It was number two on the most played on Xbox Store, which is impressive, only only behind Fortnite. So it, it took over Call of Duty. And by the way, Siege is number three still. Like, What the fuck is up with that? Yeah, um, Siege has got some legs. <laughs> and Roblox there. is number four. And FIFA is five. You know, it's like, yeah. Um... So it seems to be doing very well. I will say that some of the expectations were higher than this. Um, like, these are great numbers. They're not gangbuster numbers. The point of comparison that I have in my head, Cyberpunk hit a concurrent um, users, uh, user on Steam. Its highest one that it ever got was 900,000. Um, mm. Starfield hit 300,000 on Steam. Um, today, I think it was. Um, of course, uh, Starfield, most of the gamers are probably going to be playing it on Game Pass, whether that's Windows Store or the Xbox. Mm -hmm. And again, based on what Phil said, 1 million concurrent. At the time, the highest concurrent was 200,000 on Steam, so that leaves about 800,000 either on Xbox or on, on the Windows Store. So, you know, we can very roughly estimate that 20% of the player base is on Steam. Mm. That makes sense. So yeah. hitting 300,000 today, we can probably times that by five and think that it's about 1.5 million concurrent now. Um, which is, again, very, very good, but it's not like explosive levels. Um, You've got to bear in mind, it's not multi-plat as well. Mm -hmm. like, yep. I mean, it is, yep. it's PC, Xbox, right? Um, but obviously Cyberpunk being yep. at the 900k was split over PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, so... No, that was just Steam. That was just Steam. Oh, that was just Steam. Oh, my bad. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But yeah, my point still stands. <laughs> you, 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 could, you could make the case that it was uh, more um, mainstream. Yeah, because it was coming to every platform. Yeah, yeah. Part of this, part of my litmus test for this, you know, to see how, how well a game is doing and, um, you know, like, to people, are people enjoying it who don't run the fucking Xbox podcast is, is, our, is our group chat. Yeah. Really surprisingly, you messaged one of our friends the other day who, I, who has recently reverted to being a FIFA main. We used to play Apex Legends with him all the time to give you an mm-hmm. idea of what his tastes are. Um. And he hasn't been playing. We haven't really talked to him in like six months. Um, he's been playing a bit of FIFA here and there. Uh, and out of nowhere, he's like addicted to Starfield. Yeah. Um, he's got like the same amount of hours as me. But I've got 50 hours, by the way. That's fucking disgusting, dude. You have a child. <laughs> See your child, Dak. Like my, my time organization is incredible. You don't have a fucking clue. You'll never just understand. Like, yeah, you're like, what? Pop, pop his milk in the microwave and sit down and play Starfield for one minute, and then it's like ultimate <laughs> efficiency. Every spare second is spent on Starfield that right. isn't needed. Exactly. Nice. I'm like, look a bird. <laughs> Kill one bandit. Pause yeah. it again. <laughs> uh yeah, and he, I mean, what did you think of that? I thought that was really interesting that because he's, mm-hmm. he, I would say he's like a core, maybe even a casual gamer at times. Like if we're hardcore, you know, he's like probably on the brink between a casual and a, and a core. He's, yeah, he's hardcore when it hits, when he, when he gets the game he, he wants. Like, I mean, the, the, he used to play as much Xbox as our, our other friend that's online constantly. I remember when they're both just online all day, every day, like during the day. Yes. That's um, true. So he is he is hardcore, but like depending on the game, yeah. And I think he's he's recently done like a move. Just I think more life stuff has gotten in the way for him. But um, and then obviously that that just I don't know. Sometimes when you just cold turkey cut something off, it's quite hard to get back into. Um, when when other life stuff's got uh like gotten in the way. Um, but yeah, I was quite yeah, surprised. Yeah. I just saw him on it and thought I'd send him a message, but I was quite surprised that yeah he was genuinely so hooked and. Yeah, so like immersed in it, and like I've dumped a ridiculous amount of time in it. Yeah, considering that he hasn't been online for more than like a few hours a week, you know, playing playing FIFA or something like that over the last like six months. Um, so it is quite interesting how it can, yeah, it can pull even you know pe- pe- people like that out of their pit and just sort of out of like the, out of like a gaming rut and just get them fucking right back into it. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah. I, I I do think Starfield does have some some sort of magic behind it, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it has the mass appealness that I, I keep talking about. Um, it's space game. Do what you want. It's Bethesda. Oh, they made Skyrim. Everybody knows Skyrim. You know. Yeah. And I think Tavish has made some really good points in the chat. Thanks for sticking with us, by the way, Tavish. You're a fucking legend. I'm sure Wakeen will turn up any minute. He'll wake up. Um, yeah. 
get our mod in. Um, made some really good points just quickly about Cyberpunk. Obviously, yeah, wasn't launching into Game Pass. He's heard, and I think I've heard this on some other podcasts too, that apparently Starfield is doing above expectations. Okay. Um, so I, I think it's really interesting. Yeah, and like you, you were saying, has it has it breached into the casual audience? I think that's what the game needs. You know, you, you look at PlayStations. And the thing is, that's what PlayStation have excelled at, and they've managed to get the quality good as well. Yeah, Horizon. I remember when I was 19, I think I was. It was before, oh, no, maybe it was between uni. I can't remember. I, I was working at a cafe, and one of the guys I was speaking to, he wasn't really into games. We didn't speak about much. Like, he would talk to me about, like, when he played Mortal Kombat in the arcade when he was young or whatever. And one day he just he pulls out his phone and he's like, have you have you seen this? And he showed me the trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn, the first one. And he was like, this looks so cool. And I was like, I think back to that. I think that's what Xbox needs. Xbox needs mm. like a vision, like some of these games that just pierces through, that makes that someone sees it and they think that is so cool. Because yeah. that's ultimately what gets people in the door. People see things and they go, that's cool. And unless the game like really flops... People like that are going to play the game anyway. They might buy the console if they find it that compelling. And I, has Starfield done that? I mean, I, I'm with you. I still think the answer is yes. You can give out all the fucking four out of tens you want. Mm. You can give five out of ten, six out of tens. It's already done, you know, because for every, like, again, if we look at the score distribution, I think the game's sitting on something like, let's have a very quick look. So at the bottom end of the chart, we've got a four, two fives, a six, uh eight sevens and then everything else is above that and the game's yeah. had 125 reviews so how many is that in total in that range 12 uh, so from like... there there's 175 oh so only 12 have been what negative sorry i'll, I'll reframe it um yeah i do <laughs> if you think seven is negative um there are 13 reviews out of 125 that are 75 or below, or 7.5 out of 10 or below. Yeah, okay. Um, the, the remaining 112 are 8 out of 10 or above. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like, that's only like, it's like less than 10%, isn't it? Uh, actually, given it like below, below a 7.5. And just doing some very, I can't count all of this, but I'm very quickly doing the napkin math. I think there's 50, maybe 40 or 50 that are 9 out of 10 or above. Which and there is are about... 20 that, that are perfect scores. Okay. So, yeah, so about 70. So about 70 or so about 50%. Uh, Fifty uh, percent of the total reviews, give or take, are nine or above. Nine or above. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's solidified at this point. Like you said, it doesn't matter. All these ones coming in, trickling in now, it just doesn't matter. You know, it might have bumped it down a couple of points, but uh, it's just, it's, it's just solidified as a a very good game. You know, extremely well reviewed game. Um. I think even though the number does say like 87 or 86 or whatever it's on, I think most people will look at this as as, as a 9 out of 10 game. Like gen generally speaking, um, I think that's how... When all is said and done. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially when word starts to get out and, you know, 
people start to talk more publicly about like the whole new game plus and stuff like that and people are like oh okay so it's even got like more on top of it you know outside of this base yeah. review score it got for its normal campaign all that sort of stuff you know like yeah i think as time goes on you know chips in i think people will see this game as, as a nine plus you know and 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 are currently so um yeah man yeah i i i think generally they they have done it um but yeah it it, it in terms of like the general appeal and people actually clicking onto it yeah it'd be interesting to see how with all the casual gamers general appeal and everyone pouring in how everyone experiences that questionable opening 10 hours um you know like arguably yeah, yeah that's it that's yeah. a very important part of your game now especially when you're mass you're yeah. mass appealing like this that's quite a quite an important part um so that'll be interesting but um but yeah yeah i think ge- generally speaking it's it's nailed it i think so it's interesting and that's exactly i think you know to come full circle part of the part of the problem you know if we are going to indulge that you know the, the first i mean tim i think you know tim feels the same way so i, so I don't mean it like that but you know that the, you know the first the opening hours are the weakest part of the game i guess maybe is a fairer characterization how's that going to sit with the, with a casual audience you know a casual audience is going to play beyond five hours you know maybe they don't buy it maybe they play on game pass so, you know the um the sunk cost is less effective you know uh if you bought if you paid 60 pounds 60 dollars for a game back in the day and the opening five ten hours were just okay you'd push through because you spent money on it yeah you know maybe that isn't the same here maybe actually maybe it would still have the same effect if you've bought a subscription to play it oh, i've still spent 10 quid on this 10 dollars on this you know i want to mm-hmm. i want to try and push through um and again like the consensus is still very high like i don't think most people are finding the opening to be bad i think they're finding it to be the weakest part of an otherwise very very strong very very good game yeah i would agree with that yeah i i i don't think it's bad either i just think it was on the slow side it was on the weak side yeah and i think even even you who said you didn't feel that i think you can still agree that it's still the weakest part of the game so yeah I mean, I think it's, that's just kind of. I just think yeah. it's for different reasons. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I just think it's more that the worst of the like the lack of navigation and the lack of telling mm. you what's going on happens there. Like you start to learn more as the game unfolds. Um, yeah, but I'm just like, what should I do? <laughs> I yeah. don't want to do the main story. This is a Bethesda game. I want to go do my own thing. But what should I do? And how mm. do I do it? Um, yeah. Interesting. So, you know, because as well, obviously, the other thing we spoke about, we, we did touch on it a bit next week, but we've had more time with the game now. The game didn't hit 90, and it's not going to. It's not going to hit 90 no. um, on, on Open Critic, which is the better aggregate site. Um, yes. Does that matter? No. I'm not going to elaborate. Because... <laughs> no. <laughs> what You don't need to. Yeah, because what do you think that the fanboy, like cultist, smooth brains are doing right now? Oh uh, Jesus! Um, what do what do I think they're doing right now? Right now, yeah. What do you mean by I'm fanboy cultist smooth brains? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Are you saying fanboys <laughs> of the game, Starfield? No. What do you mean? No. The uh, the blue ones, the ones of the blue. Oh, ones. I see. Or maybe um, maybe I should say the anti-green ones. 
what are they doing right now um yeah what's this going on on twitter you know you tell me what's what's happening what do you think i think probably some nice wholesome retweets and spreading positivity i think yeah it's it's definitely that and it's definitely not constantly posting about every single new review that comes in and cherry picking the ones that are that are below a seven or below Mm -hmm. it's definitely not posting every time a metacritic score moves by one point um on a particular platform it's so exhausting tim Mm -hmm. i'm so sick and tired of this conversation do you think they have like dedicated like like groups on discord like they have like a group of people in like a vc who are solely dedicated <laughs> on like refreshing open critic to keep an eye on if the score yeah. drops below and then you've got other people yeah. refreshing like general like news sites for like new reviews and then you've got people that read the reviews and dissect look for negative words they've got like keyword searches that they use um yeah, yeah. they're just wow, the really most efficient yeah <laughs> i'm not so a part elaborate. i'm not you, a part of this discord nah nah <laughs> not a part of it mate you're the mod <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's wacky the mod as well i saw yeah. him in there yeah 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 so again for the hardcore it some people are going to think are oh, sub 90 this is disappointing and you could argue that's part of the conversation here like there was an expectation that a new bethesda game was going to hit 90s and above mm-hmm. especially considering the only one below 90 was fallout 4 like this now has a lower open critic than fallout 4 and i expect it to stay that way um i still think time is going to be kind to this i do think a lot of reviewers didn't spend enough time with the game to get a rounded impression of what the game is like in its entirety you know like the soul of the game mm. again that cracks open the the philosophy of what you should do with reviews and i'm not saying i'm right that's just kind of how i feel about it because we know what these games are and i think you should know that um so overall i agree with you tim i think it's done the job it needed to do it's it's had the the horizon zero dawn effect where it's gotten enough people's attention you know i know there are some other people who's, that we haven't spoken to on Xbox in a while who have come back to play, uh, like Salmon. He, he's he's hopped back on it. I haven't seen him on in months. He's come yep. on to play it as well. He has. Yep. Um, my sister-in-law. Hi, if you're listening or watching. <laughs> um, she does sometimes. My biggest fan. What's um, um what's uh what's Beth's take on this? Because I know Beth obviously played like Cyberpunk and stuff like that. Is she looking to potentially? start start a playthrough on this at some point or is it not a cup of tea she made a character she's oh, made okay. a character so she's done a favorite bit but um she might do i i don't think she played skyrim for maybe 10 hours and, and quite liked it um mm. i don't think she'd ever play a game like this through to completion you know like how we all did when we played it, uh bgs games when we were younger you know you just kind of did whatever you wanted for a bit and had fun with it yeah. i think she she'll give it a go but i do think the you need a bit of gamer sense to get through stuff of no no offense sweetheart yeah <laughs> but, you probably need to sit with know. her for the first bit yeah give her some pointers yeah um, yeah that's my sense anyway maybe i'm wrong you know maybe maybe you can just wander your way through it and still have a good time if you're completely new on this and you don't see the things that we see you know um so yeah um and like i said yeah my sister-in-law um she bought Game Pass Ultimate to play it on her Xbox One X or my old Xbox One X um, to stream it because 
obviously it's a it's a next gen only uh, mm-hmm. and how's that experience which i think we forget about as well i think she's liked it so far i think she's had been having a good time i saw her playing it today it's a streaming experience yeah i wonder how that performs mm-hmm. interesting which is still going so that's good but yeah mm. um god it's starting to get hot now it's very hot it's very warm so get hot in this room um so yeah ultimately i still think mission accomplished unless unless there is some like breakout like unless we have another 70 reviews come in that are all like four out of ten to the game gets dragged into the low 80s that might be a cause for concern um i do think if this game starts dropping into like the 83 and below that might be an issue and it's a real shame because i think last week when we spoke about it i said either reviews are going to come in quite slowly and they're gonna have a lot had a lot of time to digest the game and we'll give it good scores and that will bring it up or a lot of reviewers are going to come in because they didn't get codes and they're angry they don't really like xbox don't really like bethesda and they're angry or they're going to have played it just for a little bit and because they had no pressure or protected time like reviewers did with the two weeks in advance they're just going to play a little bit beeline the story and just call it call it a day um Mm -hmm. and unfortunately it's the latter that seems to be happening um for the most part I'm still seeing some perfect scores roll in, some 9 out of 10s, but there have been a number of lower, like, unnecessarily cynical scores, in my opinion. Yes. You know, have your opinion. You can yeah. you can think my opinion on that is a bad opinion. That's fine as well, but... Uh, yeah. No, I, I mean, it's... A four, a 4 or 5, or even a 6 out of 10 is is just... You're doing it on purpose at that point, Let's let's be honest. Um... But yeah, um, I agree. Uh, but I, I, I don't think it's going to move. I think it's, it's got too many reviews now that even if quite a lot of those trickled in, it's not, it's not really going to move. Um, but yeah, props to Bethesda, you did it. Congrats, guys. Yeah, good job. They did it. And I think that that is something else we should say. There is a difference here. Ex- like I said, there, there was kind of this expectation that the game would have hit nineties again. Who really gives a fuck about? that outside of the hardcore crowd maybe that would have been the case with a new elder scrolls my expectation is that the next elder scrolls hits 90 or above Mm -hmm. yeah this is a new ip what ips do this well it's very rare literally the last one i can think of that did this well was horizon that game did very very well ghost of tsushima i think did okay ring new ip (laughs) yeah that's a good point actually um (laughs) But for the most part, obviously, yeah, new IPs are harder to get off the ground. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, it's it's a big success. Um, Look, hard agree. There's one thing here we haven't spoken about, Tim, and, and I, would, I would like to bring it up because it's come up as a frequent theme in reviews um, and I, I'd forgotten about it. Is right. Bethesda game design dated? And, and does that make the game objectively worse? Um have the improvements in, have the improvements to the game you know like not touched that you know or or have they made it better i mean what do you think like is is that a valid critique to you what do you think um no i i i don't think i don't think bethesda game design is outdated no i think if anything it's 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 kind of one it's kind of one of a kind they're kind of the only people that actually do it and i feel like it operates 
its its own space. Like Tavish said, it's almost like its own genre a little bit. Um, and I I think the only reason why it hasn't really been attempted outside of like cyberpunk, I guess, really would try to go down a similar route, is because they're just so they're just so solidified in that space of just being the best in that sort of area. I guess Outer Worlds also attempted it uh, in that sort of space that sort of genre um no i don't think it's outdated um i think it's it's uh you know you could you could argue the same for something like boulder's gate right is that is that an outdated game design you know they're crpgs it's a very old school type of rpg no the game's fucking doing insane it's it's crazy like i don't think there's such a thing as an outdated um like game design or genre i mean sea of stars also released it's like a pixel art turn-based rpg recently really throwback to all the you know that sort of um rpg where it all started final fantasies and all that kind of stuff um it did very well you know all all, all these sort of games i i don't think there's such a thing as outdated game design it's just how you do it um and yeah no i I don't think so at all Hmm. Interesting. Those are some really good points. Um, and I, I suppose it depends what element of the game you're talking about, doesn't it? Like, what we what are we talking about here? Are we talk about like NPC behavior. That's not really the design, is it? I don't know. I guess I guess maybe at times it can be a bit wonky. But as I say, most Bethesda Game Studios games like are quite like. As much as they are video gamey, they are RPGs. Like they're they're like fairly close to a and D game. You know, obviously not in the same sense that a CRPG is. You know, this is more of a, an RPG, maybe even leaning into an action RPG at times. Um, so it depends. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I don't think that's fair for the most part. Um, you know, you could argue why they're loading screens everywhere. Is that part of the way the game is designed and architected? And should that change? You know, they simply wouldn't have been able to make this game without loading screens, just straight up. Yeah. Um, maybe the next Elder Scrolls, when we're back in Tamriel, there will be that will be completely open world. You know, um, maybe. But like, but you know, the amount of detail that's in Starfield. Have you have you been to an elevator in Starfield? Mm-hmm. It's like seven different floors half the time. Yeah. There's so much. There's so much detail and stuff and it's like you just it's a compromise of the design i you know so i'm with you man i I don't feel like that's fair for the most part just to say it's dated and move on like yeah we've got lots of games that have been using the same formula for 20 years and (sighs) yeah like do we really need to go to call of duty do we need to go to pokemon for fuck's sake you know Mm. Yeah, and when Pokemon tries to do something new, oof, you know, they they try to go open world, and my God, did they take a hit in pretty much every area in terms of visuals, game performance, um, just ev- just everything. So, yeah, no, yeah, I I I think just yeah, out- outdated game design is not not really a thing. You know, nostalgia is always going to appeal to such a large audience anyway that i feel like these sort of games they kind of never go out of fashion crpgs will never go out of fashion you know there'll always be a cult following and 
stuff like that so um yeah for sure and i've i i feel like it takes away the charm a little bit if you were to just suddenly have a bgs game with all these elements and start giving it some like call of duty style combat you know it's it takes away from from what it is because you know sometimes games take dialogue and role play and all that first over combat and you know bethesda game studios is one of those those developers that does that you know combat is is a secondary i think to most other elements in the game um so it's fine for it not to be perfect um they probably could make it better but you know they want to improve and you know expand on the other areas that matter to to them and to the world and to the stories they're telling and stuff like that so yeah Mm. absolutely yeah like you say i I agree with all of that um there's always going to be an area for this sort of rpg because the game invites you to use your imagination at times Mm. you know it does it wants you to have the headcanon it wants you to play who you want to be and kind of inhabit that and um you know what are you doing? You know when your character sneaking around, you're like, can you do you have your head cannon for that? Are you like, you know, I think that's kind of the soul of what BGS games are and good RPGs in general. You know, it's like I say, it's not a game, it's not a story being delivered to you. We don't need these intricate, intricate animations and cutscenes with mocap. Hmm. We don't need it. That's not to say it wouldn't be an improvement <laughs> in a perfect world, because the game's inviting you to use your imagination a bit. To sort of uh, sort of blend that together with the game, so yeah, I think I think it's a really good point. I don't think that's fair um, at, at times. Okay, ladies and gents, if you're still here with us, an hour and forty minutes in, talking a lot about Starfield, mm. we'd really it's appreciate a thumbs up. Starfield, so far, yeah, you know. Give us a thumbs up and then check your thumb out. Is it one of the weird bendy thumbs or is it straight? You know, get the Punnett square out. Your basic biology. What's that about? I think I've got a pretty straight got pretty thumb. similar thumbs. Yeah. Me and you. Yeah, we just got a bit of a bend. Yeah. Nice, man. Some good thumbs there. Yeah. Yeah, some good thumbs. Yeah, I agree. And I'm sure our audience has some really good thumbs as well. And that's why they're going to just... Send us your thumb on Twitter. Yeah. And that's why they're going to send us their thumb in the mail slice it off send it to the po box thank you very much oh okay right i'm trying to think where we should go next because that was a a big discussion Mm -hmm. um and i'll be interested to speak about this as the weeks go on and see how things change um because again how can we how do you move forward from starfield you know there was something we spoke about last week that i would like to touch on actually which was like what's what's next i know that's like a pretty putrid thing to say <laughs> given what we've been building up to this moment but you know like i guess so two things i suppose i'm just writing down so i don't forget firstly um game of the year tim and secondly what's next so game of the year particularly around starfield does starfield stand a chance of getting nominated at all for the game of the year category i'm sure it'll get nominated in some other categories but do you think it stands a chance of being nominated for the game of the year category <sighs> There's usually like six slots, I think. I think it has a chance. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm trying to think what what it would be up against. Um. Let me have a look on Open Critic and tell you. 
Because the list is fucking endless, dude. Yeah, there's there's a lot, and we still got thing like a lot coming out as well. Uh, three. Okay, just so just reading off the top list: Baldur's Gate three, uh, Tears of a Kingdom, Metroid Prime Remastered, Resident Evil four, Street Fighter six, uh, Xeno, Xenoblade Chronicles three. These are all ninety so far or above. Uh, Quake two. That was <laughs> that was a Quake two remaster. Um. Sea of Stars, 89. Hi-Fi Rush, way big ups. Dead Space, also 89. Uh, Diablo 4, 88. Vernal Edge, 88. Pikmin 4, 88. That's just the first fucking page. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, also an 88. Um, anything else that's standing out here? Armored Core, 85. Octopath Traveler 2, 85. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, 84. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, 84. Yeah. Mm. Big list. I think it has a chance, but I, I, I think it's because I mean, what what is the criteria for game of the year? Is it solely this this number, or is it or is it like more like no. players and overall impressions over over the course of the year and stuff like that? Um, like. There are outlets on the panel, so I, I can't remember how many. He does. They are quite transparent about it on the Game Awards website. Um, but there's like loads of outlets, so like you know IGN, kind of funny, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, mm. Are on the panel. Okay. Like there's loads. It's like maybe a hundred, maybe maybe more. And they um, they just pick. They they just give what their uh, their their pick is. I'm pretty sure, and then they filter that down into. What what are the top six? They're the nominations, and then what's the winner? Mm. Um, so no, it has nothing to do with the score, uh, and we know that because otherwise, Forza Horizon Five would have okay. won. I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut this off before it gets. All right. Um, <laughs> so I think obviously Baldur's Gate and Zelda are two guaranteed spots. I think Resi Four is a guaranteed spot, although you're going to be like, oh, remake shouldn't be in there. Um, Correct. I, I think <laughs> it's it's going to be there. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, Fucking load of wang. Let's just keep remaking it. Get it another guaranteed slot in the next ten years. <laughs> I think, dude, it's it's a good game. Shut up. It's like my one of my game of years. Um, I think That's Street Fighter. I think Street Fighter is going to get in there. Category. I think Street Fighter is going to get in there. Yeah. Like guaranteed. Uh, and then this is where, like, the final slot or two, I genuinely think Starfield might be able to slot in there. Like, I don't know if Dead Space is good enough to get in there. I don't think Diablo is good enough to get in there. Um, it's got a higher, higher uh, open critic review. I know, I know it does, but there's just, I, I don't know, just the way I sort of just picture it. Um, uh, I don't... I, I, I would like to see if I rush in there, but I don't know if it. I don't know if it's gonna. Um, I mean, maybe. Um, so I do think it could slot into those like final couple places, like potentially. Um, I genuinely think that that's a bit of a free for all, um, and quite a few games could slot into that those that area. So, by no means do I think it's out of the question. No. Just to give you an idea of what happened last year, uh, nominations were Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Stray, let's not forget about that, Horizon oh, yeah. Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, uh, Plague Tale Requiem, 
and Elden Ring, with Elden Ring being the winner, obviously. Yeah. So, so yeah, six total. Um, I think interesting. It gets... I, I, I fi rush, man. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, kind of too many Xbox games in there, though, right? Um, I think, I think it's good. I think it's going to get in there. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be in in the selection for game of the year. I don't think it's gonna get it, but I think it will be shortlisted. No. I ain't getting it. Two, in- two interesting things. Tavish bet me earlier a light box, which of course he makes. You can find him on Nerd Propellant over at Twitter. Makes some delightful light boxes. Delightful, mm. like carved out of wood. Tim. Oh, like lovely. The light shines through. They're so good. They're so good. Man's got talent. Nice. He bet me a light box that, what was it, will end up nominated for Game of the Year and actually has a decent chance to win due to how the process of selection have played out. I I think that's mental. I think you're mental. And Tavish said, Tim, Resident Evil 4 has no chance. <laughs> Why, Tavish? Got 92. Everyone loved it. The game was everywhere. Literally anyone who played that game from start to finish could barely say a bad thing about it, including me. Remake doesn't count. Remakes will be ignored as is appropriate. Is that actually a thing though? Or or are we just are we wishing upon a star right now? Because <laughs> it's not an official criteria, but I think outlets might consider that as well. Like if you're on an if you're if you're an outlet and you're thinking, okay, what should we nominate? We might think, well, Resident Evil is amazing, but this is like it's already a game. Like, I, I just think that conversation might happen in the, within outlets. You know, like we're having now. I think they'll have the same conversation. Mm, maybe. I still think it gets in there. I think it was too good of a remake not to. But yeah. Um. Oh, I can't believe Hi-Fi Rush isn't going to get nominated. That's a chance, oh, but so yeah, stupid. probably not. Um, but no. yeah, I, I, I do think it's going to get in there as in in the nominees, but I just don't think it's going to. It's not. It's not going to take it. I think. Wait, well, I mean, it's between Baldur's Gate and um, Zelda, right? Like, unless anything comes out, well, that hits the world a bit yeah, harder I mean... than those two. Which, good luck. Yeah, I mean, there are two things that might interfere with that. Forza Motorsport. Okay, just a car game here. Good one, yeah. Um, and it's a remake. Um, Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two. Um, I did forget about Spider Man Two. Yeah, um, Spider Man Two will be in there, I'm sure. Which the first one? Uh, I think like it was an 90, eighty-eight. I thought it was like a ninety or a ninety. No, 88. So if Insomniac have done Insomniac things, which they usually have done, and refined that a little bit further, that could be an 89 or a 90, um, which it probably will be. You know, again, will that be something outlets go for? You know, is it like new IP with Starfield versus Spider-Man? You know, I don't know. Um. Mm. How much money did they receive from PlayStation? You know, um... <laughs> yeah. 
all things we we always need to consider internal corruption um <laughs> we're joking but, yeah um we're joking disclaimer Although it's only have been officially sued for paying uh, for giving reviews for paying Dang. reviewers, that is actually a fact. You can you can fact check that. That is a fact uh, that you can check. They got sued for that in two thousand and four. So it was a while back. But I'm just saying that that company has been um, actually sued by the court of law for paying uh, reviewers for good reviews. Just saying that is a fact. You done? What are you saying? What are you saying? Yeah, no. I've got, I've, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tavish brought up some some interesting ones as well. Liza P, Alan Wake 2, Lords of the Fallen are all going to be top quality as well. Um, I, I do, yeah, I agree actually. I think Lords of the Fallen has like a. Oh, Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Alan, Alan Wake 2 is up there too, yeah. But Lords of the Fallen, like, I just, that's that's looking like a 85 plus game. Like, that, that's looking pretty spicy, that game. And I think p- people who have played it as well, Steve. like. Um, early previews and stuff i've actually said it's 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 pretty damn good um from what from what i've heard so uh it's generating quite a lot of positive buzz uh yeah liza p looks like no joke uh that game looks pretty good uh and yeah alan wake 2 is just uh look at me pre-fuego uh i say out of all of them liza p's probably the 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 one that will hit the least i think I know that's weird to say, but I just Lords of the Fallen is just giving good good vibes. So I count I counterpicked Lies of P, and I can't take it back. I think Lies of P really is, is going to be. I think Lies of P will be like an eighty three. I just think high seventies, but now people are indicating that it might be really good. And I'm going eighty three. <laughs> put it put it on record. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean. The time to get into round a bit, but yeah, I think Starfield has a decent chance of. Uh, it's definitely getting nominated, and that in itself means it's got a decent chance for Game of the Year, right? If you're being nominated, you got a decent yeah. chance. You're in there. You're in the top five. You're in the top six. So, answer your question: Yes. No, it's not going to win it, but it has a good chance. Every everything that I made into the top six nominated. has a good chance. You don't think it's getting nominated? I don't think a single. I don't think a single Xbox game is getting nominated. Um, interesting and bear in mind there's there's quite a few there's going to be forza there's going to be starfield there's going to be hi-fi rushed potentially potentially age of empires 2 um and pentiment because that was after the game awards last year yep came out in december so it's just an indie game right pentiment it takes two what a straight got nominated why are you doing this to me I'm just taking the piss. Look at this fucking grin on his fucking mug. <laughs> I'm taking the piss. Have to look at your giant teeth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Wow. Interesting. If Starfield wins at the Game Awards, you both got to buy a light box. Actually, yeah. I'll, 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 How much I'll are your light boxes? I'm not, I'm not committing to anything. How much are your light boxes? And can you deliver to me? Where the fuck do you live? It's in America, dude. Yeah, if I order anything from America, that shit's not reaching me nine times out of ten. It's gonna get yes, holed up in fucking customs, and it's gonna have to take oh, like two months more. to fucking release it. And then when I finally get it, it's gonna turn up battered and bruised, like someone just drop kicked it to my fucking door. <laughs> and then what? yeah, great. Thanks what for the light box. Have you had with this shit? <laughs> not great ones. They're so good though. They're so good. So. 
some of the cheaper ones he does as uh well to be fair they're not light boxes but about 70 pounds yeah so and 23 23 for international delivery so we're spending like a hundred quid yeah nah yeah, I'll do that. That's that's how com- that's how confident I am that Starfield isn't going to win Game of the Year. I'll do it, Tavish. This guy's a oh, okay. If it wins literally... Game of the Year, yeah, oh, I've literally okay. got yeah. Sun to support. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's not winning Game of the Year. Fine deal. But if it doesn't win Game of the Year, you ship us one out of your own pocket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll take. I'll send you my custom design that you can make. That so it's great, either man. you get two hundred dollars from us or we. <laughs> Or you, or it's two hundred dollars out of your own pocket. It's one or the other, mate. You don't have to be that. You, you don't do. Have to be that. That's what? That'd be nice to him, just because he's a viewer. Man's got to back it up with. He's got. He's 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 got to back it up with confidence. Yeah. You know. You back up with your livelihood. Exactly. All right. Um. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. What were we even talking about? Oh, game of the year. That's right. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Xbox is getting nominated for a single fucking thing. I think this is, like, in, in the last year... What's he said? It's just through some absolute <laughs> shit. Like you get fucked. Get fucked. Get absolutely fucked. Um, what do you mean, get fucked? Uh, You're part of this podcast, we, too. It's an insult to both of fucked. us. It's like a third person. Yeah, he's in third person. It's fine. Um, so... From when Forza releases, when is that? October? So yeah, the, the year from October 2022 to October 2023 will be one of the best years Xbox has had in a long time um, in terms of like quality releases. And as well, in terms of probably, you know, getting people in the ecosystem because of Starfield, more than likely. Uh, it couldn't have been a worse time to do it. <laughs> uh, couldn't have been a worse time for it to happen. I just think there's been so much noise. It's all drowned out. And like, let's not forget, a lot of people are still genuinely very angry that they've acquired Activision Blizzard. It's mm. true. You know, if that gets movement closer to the time, if that gets cleared or even blocked, like I feel like any sort of movement could work against people thinking of, like and how they think about an Xbox game. Um, I think it's crazy. Hi-Fi Rush is really high quality. Starfield is really high quality. Forza is likely to be really high quality. We all know Pentiment was niche, but lots of people loved it. Um, I just don't think a single one of them is going to go get nominated, man. I just, I, I don't think the TGAs ever are a good place for Xbox. I'd love to be wrong, mm. but you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think we're seeing we're seeing one we're seeing one uh, Xbox first party in here. I think at least. Um, I think yeah. I think to say that none are gonna break into it. I think that that would be crazy considering how how good of a year it's been. Um, yeah, like negative press or not from Activision Blizzard or anything like that. Um, I think it would be just quite criminal. Um. To be brutally honest, uh, if not a single Xbox first buy made it into the top six for the year, uh, considering the year that potentially we could have, um, yeah, no, I, 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 I think we'll see one, maybe two, but definitely one. I think e- you're wrong. Which is even crazy. No, you, you watch Spider Man two. Mm-hmm. 
get nominated as PlayStation's only first party release this year. Watch that get nominated over the four games I just listed on Xbox first party. You fucking yeah. watch it happen. All right, okay. I'll watch it happen live with you, probably. And you'll fling yeah, around yeah, aggressively and shout, I told you so, pointing your finger straight at me. Yeah, I'll, do it. I'll point it right at the camera. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that was a fun discussion. Yeah, um, we'll see. I, I do think that I am hoping in 2021, Xbox had a good year, but there was a lot of nuance to that because it was like a lot of multiplayer releases. Um, Deathloop was a good release, but exclusive to PlayStation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Ghostwire as well, you know. So as a publisher, Microsoft performed very well. Mm-hmm. Um and they had that big thing. I think even last year they did okay, actually. Um, and they had like the big script of like, look at all the things you know Xbox got nominated for. They need, they want that again this year, and that's. I think that will still happen. I just think for the game of the year category, mm. people just have preferences, man, and it's the preferences aren't the color green for the most part, you know. Unless it's money, um, they are red and blue. Unless it's money, yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I guess only time will tell. Only time will tell. That's true. The other thing was what's next, Tim? Um, we said sort of um, because there were a couple of revelations I've had since we had this conversation last week. You know, what's going to be the next um potential zeitgeist game in the same way Starfield is? Um, and we said probably Fable, right? Um, Hellblade could reach that if it scores really well. You know, I think some games overperform really well and that catches people's surprise. You know, it kind of um like it wins people almost. They're like, oh wow, holy shit. And that and that kind of the word of mouth spreads like fire. Yeah. Um I think potentially Hellblade 2 could do that if it crosses the 90s barrier and it gets a lot of eyes in it. Oh my god, this is like realistic. You know, oh my god, look how how good it looks. And if you the the combat really shows well, I think Hellblade could. Mm. Depends yeah. though. I, uh, yeah, I think there's a chance, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm putting my money on Fable being the next, yeah, the the the, the next big one, um, to which, to take center stage, yeah. Which is um probably like 2025, right? Yeah, is that an issue? Is that an issue? Do you think like it's going to be two years until we have something like this again? Uh I don't think so. As long as you've got, uh, you know, your, your your first party releases like Hellblade Two that might not reach those sort of levels, you know, you be you you've got those sort of games coming out, um, you know, a couple times a year or something like that. You know, just 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 because it's not this big absolute global phenomenon of a game, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not you're still not releasing great high quality games that are performing really well and getting great audiences and stuff like that which i think hellblade will fall into that category i just don't think it's going to be quite the phenomenon uh that it that uh something like starfield is um so yeah i i think it's just all about balance you know there's only so many of these you can have like it's just they come around only so often and i think that's part of what makes them exciting so 
I think it's a good point. Um, like, no doubt these games will help the brand if they perform well. You like, you know, a lot. We this conversation has been going around about like, oh, will Starfield save Xbox? It's like, oh. it's, no, it's never been about one good game. You know, they need a, a a library of attractive content, and which they've been building up to for a while now. This year has been great. Um, you know, they haven't. Redfall is the only exception, really, in the last since the beginning of the generation that they've released a bad game. Mm. Um. If Hellblade 2, if Avowed, if Towerborn and Ira, if they all perform well, we we cook in. Will it mm-hmm. be a zeitgeist? Uh, maybe not. And I suppose, you know, it depends what we're talking about. You know, you, you sort of said the word phenomenon, but like, what do we mean when we're talking? I suppose, to me, what I think of is, like I spoke about earlier, it's like, it's the piercing into the casual audience. Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing Starfield pop up on like news websites, on the BBC, on CN, CNBC, what they called in America. I don't, I don't fucking know you know, it's turning up on like mainstream news outlets. You know, it's such a big deal. Um, yeah. That's how you know it's cooking. Yeah. yeah. So we think Fable might be that thing. You know, the, the marketing budget probably has a role in that as well. Um, but that's like a marketing push rather than a word of mouth. Does Avowed have that chance? Mm, Again, nah. I think if it, I think if I think if it breaks nineties or a very high eighty potentially i do think the fetishization of uh hyper realism will for the most part stop that happening um but tears of the kingdom uh yeah true but it's nintendo (laughs) nintendo weird it's like i I don't know xbox wants to tap into that like, you know, Xbox wants to tap into a, a variety of audiences. Um, and I do think if it performs really well and they, they market it, you know, which is hilarious because they did such a good job with the marketing with Starfield in the end that I like, I fucking hell, I hope Xbox learned something from that. Like, I don't, we don't know who managed the marketing. Presumably it was a joint effort, but it felt like it was a classical Bethesda marketing campaign. Um, mm-hmm. I just hope Xbox takes that all on board for their, for their Hellblade 2 and their avowed. Um, yeah, I think if Avowed does well and it shows up well in the next director whenever we see it and everyone's like really impressed with the systems, I think maybe. Um, mm. I don't think it has a chance you know, of I think it will... that status. But yeah, I think it will be a fantastic game and it's still like my most anticipated like new IP? game. But mm. yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd I, I think it has a chance. Like I was saying earlier with the guy I was speaking about with Horizon, I think it has a chance of having the Horizon Zero Dawn effect. The people look at this and they go, you know, they show off some gameplay and people like pull out their phone and they're like, have you fucking seen this? Like, look at these cool spells this guy's casting. You know, look at this, look how cool and colourful this is. I think it could do that if it lands well. If there's enough hitches mm. or it's like, oh, this is looking like a, a bigger Obsidian game with like Obsidian, like jank still, then no. It'll be good, no doubt. mid yeah. great. But it won't break to the casual audience. You know, somebody might try it on Game Pass, but it's not going to be like, you know, everybody in the gaming world is talking about it yeah yeah there's one other big question mark here Tim. i mentioned i've had a bit of a revelation about this because of course we're just talking about what we know which is a bit crazy isn't it yeah. it's been a good year and then the games i mentioned for next year is w- what we know we've considered the possibility of an oblivion remake you know uh, that's grain of salt sort of stuff there is one studio that two um <laughs> Two high-ups have now name-dropped, Phil Spencer and Todd, have both said on camera how excited they are about id Studios' next project. 
Mm. Todd almost like got carried away and someone off camera had to stop him because on his interview with Ryan, Ryan McCaffrey, he was like, you know, working with them and seeing what they're doing next has been amazing. And they were like, <laughs> and he looked off camera and he was like, no, okay. <laughs> Went back to the conversation. Uh. Um, Phil name dropped it, I think, shortly after the um, their showcase uh, with Giant Bomb, maybe. Um, but he like looked at the camera and he was like, it's the next thing. Um, when was Doom Eternal? 2020? 2021, I think. 2020. Let's fucking go. Let's go! I mean, really, yeah, and it was delayed internally. <laughs> I mean, really, what it's done. That's why I like to hear Starfield is Starfield is time. You're not wrong. Starfield's okay. my time. Oh, <laughs> hello. Yeah. Okay. So it was delayed out of 2019. Went to March 2020. So yeah. by next year, there will have been four years development. Um. I think we see Doom's title next. We see Doom. We see Id's title next year. Whether that's a launch in 2024 or maybe into 2025, because Doom was 2016, so four-year development cycle is about right for Id. Yeah, that could yeah. cook. Like whatever they're doing next could cook. Mm. What do you think it is? Your gut feeling. If you had to put a guess on it. Are you um? Are you picking your lip with a tw- with tweezers right now? Yeah. Okay. I just squeeze. I just, I just want to check. I'm not like stabbing. No, it. I'm just doing a little squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, it reminds me. Yesterday, I had like a toothpick, and I was going fucking ham. Don't do that, please. Don't do that. Yeah. No. I I, I, I like a toothpick. I like fiddling around with the toothpick. Yeah, it's nice. Satisfying. I, I was like a, like a cowboy. <laughs> nice. Is that what you do when yeah. you play Starfield and you're a freestyle collective? You're like, <laughs> with a little cocktail yeah. stick in your mouth. Depends if you got <laughs> the <true>. credits. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, yeah. You think about the success that Doom has had. To me, it feels like they're ready for a layup, a huge layup in the way that maybe... Um, Elden Ring was, you know, Bloodborne, Dark Souls Three. You know, they're up in the air. Michael Jordan, Elden Ring, <laughs> slam it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, I know what you mean. Oh. I'm picturing it. It's good. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's some more examples. I'd really like to give more, bar, like examples in this analogy, but I can't think of any. But you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doom, Doom Eternal. Quake reboot, you know, I don't know, a new IP, and it's like, you know, shatter the glass on the on the back. I'd be disappointed if it was Quake, personally, but yeah. Really? Rage. That's crazy. Maybe another Rage game. They're not touching Rage ever again. Um, that's a, that's a dead idea. Yeah, the game, no, didn't didn't do what they, they would have liked when they did that game. Well, first um, one was sick. Yeah, first one was sick, but then they rebooted it, and I don't think the hype carried it. I don't think there was actually that much hype around it in the end. And then it reviewed fine, but like, yeah, I don't think it had the fan base they were quite looking for when they did a uh, Rage Two. Um, I, I am, I'm also with with you, Tavish. I, I would like a new IP or just another Doom or another Wolf Wolfenstein. 
Uh, I, I think Quake would be a little bit disappointing for me. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be upset. But if I've got a choice between another Doom, another Wolfenstein, or a new IP, I'd rather have any of those three. Where's Timmer when you need him? <laughs> yeah, it's true. We can summon him. Timmer! What are they working on? I'm trying to find the, the scores for... Find it. I think I'm just getting the remakes. Anyway, we know they reviewed well. I think Eternal was a, was a 90, wasn't it? Or maybe it dropped to 89 afterwards. But you know what I'm saying? Like these are really. And like Doom Eternal was a was a zeitgeist game, in my opinion. Like it, everyone was playing Doom Eternal. Um, yeah. Yeah, 89, 204 reviews. Jesus. Uh, so yeah, I think that, and you know, that's whatever it is. It's going to be the next big thing. Um, and it's going to be Xbox exclusive. Like I think this that has the chance to be the next big thing, whatever that is. And I think personally, that's going to be before Fable. Mm. Yes, yeah, I think that'll be before Fable. Yeah, Fable's a long way off. We're not even talking about things like whatever Zenimax is working on. Um, did ESO capture the wider imagination? I think it did. I think it did. It's yeah. consistently one of the higher played MMOs, you know. Uh, I think they could potentially land something there that, that that's an ecosystem seller. Which, by the way, I'm I'm coining that ecosystem seller. I think that's. I think I am some sort of savant, some sort of genius for coming up with that. I think my brain. I can feel my brain like pulsing and swelling as we speak. Wow. Really yeah. think highly of yourself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, like it, you know, when you look at a brain, it's like really wrinkly, and there's like fucking, you could stick your hand in it. I'm aware. It's called a gyrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called a gyrus. It's like Delicious, those. It's Greek, yeah. isn't it? Yes, yeah. You got a bit of chicken in there, a bit of feta cheese. Um, it's good. It's so good. I've got a gyro in my gyrus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna. Like I, I did not have anything. Yeah. <laughs> um and then there was something else. That's it. There's another long running franchise that Xbox of course has. One of their pillars. And the sixth one is going to be coming out soon. It's gotta be. It's gonna be announced probably next year. Gears of I'm of war. course talking about Gears of War. Hmm. Does it still do it? Does it still sell systems? Ooh, tough question. Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, it's tough, it's tough isn't it? Because they're going to be probably slapping a six at the end of it. And not many people, if they haven't played the previous ones, not many people are going to pick up a console to play the sixth game in a series. Um, so you're probably only capturing the attention of people that already have an Xbox and or um, have played played the previous ones right um it's not it's not like an entry point Maybe. right like starfield is like an entry point a system seller people pick it up that's a fair point so yep no Pro- probably not i think it's a fair point it, it depends i think it just depends um it depends what they're doing with the game you know the story isn't playing marcus anymore although maybe maybe it is maybe dominic Gears santiago is just like comes the, back. the logan 
is the Logan of Gears games. You know, oh yeah, that's it's the final cool. bang for Marcus. How sick would that be? Like that would get people back in. The, like people who had a 360 and have since moved out of the, um, you know, moved out of the PlayStation. Uh, sorry, moved out of the ecosystem. That would get them back in. So I think mm. it could do. It just depends. Um, yeah. And also, you know, it depends what they're doing with the gameplay. Like, frankly, if they don't make a gameplay change, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> like games, the fans will play it. I'll play it. People who play Xbox and, and like playing every Gears, I think they're always high quality, but no, it's not going to move people into the ecosystem. No. However, other side of the stupid game of brain coins him, it's going to look good. It's going to look real pretty. Coalition yeah. are going to fucking nail those graphics. It's going to be under a mention six, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, exactly. So there, there have been gonna... some rumors that the game looks fucking bonkers. Oh, yeah. Um, they all do. And that might be enough. Like, if, especially if they're leaning into open world design, which supposedly they are, um, in a different way to how they did it in five, you know, maybe. Maybe. It just depends. Big question mark. Stealth drop gears in January. Nah, they ain't stealth dropping Ooh. gears. Definitely not. That shit gets marketing. I... Yeah. I yeah, I think it's I think I'm ready for a new gears, you know. I think I'm like Gears yeah, I great. Be, yeah. I enjoy I gears. gears. I love a go a co-op gears campaign. It's fucking great. Great like, time. Like like cover shooting, it's delightful. I just want a bit more. Like, okay, I've I've done this. I've played a lot of this. Like give me something extra, you know. Mm -hmm. Let me role play a cog. You know what I mean? Make yeah. my own cog. Make it first person. Uh... <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I was joking. Uh... I just wanted to see if you were just gonna be like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's its next game. It's just first person. You're playing as a locust or something. No, Maybe it's like General that. Ram. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, is there anything else before we move on from this conversation that chat can think of, Tim, that you can think of that might be, that hasn't been announced yet? Think of the Xbox Studios that could be and the next Zeitgeist game, the next Phenomenon game, the next thing that pierces through to the casuals, gets people in the ecosystem. Mm. No, nothing comes to mind. I'm sure something will, but... Perfect Dark? Nah. You don't think? Nah. What about Compulsion's new game? Wasn't everyone buzzing about that? South of Midnight. Yeah. It'll be too small. It'll be a double A. Well, maybe it'll be a triple A, but... I don't think it'll capture... Well, uh... why not Perfect Dark? I'm interested. I don't fucking know anything about Perfect Dark. I'm pretty sure the majority of people don't know anything oh. about fucking Perfect Dark. And I think a lot of people who played games when they were younger do know what Perfect Dark is. Yeah, yeah. Before our time, I, I, I don't know. I just don't think it has that that level. But I mean, I, I, I could be wrong. But like I said, I, I just don't really know much about it. So it's coming from more of a personal um, viewpoint. Um, but yeah, potentially. No, I don't think Indiana Jones either. Like, yeah, definitely Indiana Jones. Dick, we're talking fucking global for not. You know what? No, it's not. I, I just. It's don't just think. not. I just not. Nobody knows where Indiana Jones is. Nobody knows what that is. 
But I just don't think it, I don't think What's it's a game Indiana? that's ever going to be a America, system seller. Sorry, ecosystem. Of course, seller. it could be. Thank you for Ooh. respecting. Oh yeah, my I game. felt my brain go larger there as well. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah it is. It's good stuff. I think it's a disease that spreads through like audio. Yeah, I hope so. Hell yeah! If they nail if they nail Indiana Jones, fuck yeah, people will be talking about that. Well, so far you fucking you've listed like seven games as potential zeitgeist here, Dex. So I'm I'm starting to it's... think your opinion's a little bit <laughs> skewed. No, because like, like no, I don't think Compulsion's game is going to do it. No, I don't think Undead Labs is going to do it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm that's... just thinking of the big stuff. Like Id, Perfect Dark, and Indiana Jones, but Indiana Jones, I think, still think it's a while off. You know, obviously, you said potentially Hellblade, and then you said potentially something else as well. Yeah, but we know about those. You said potentially Avowed, so you got like five games being global potential global phenomenons. I don't think so. I don't think they come around again. It it, it depends on the reception. Do they not? I mean, think about the PlayStation Four gen. Every fucking game they put out. Everybody was talking about. That's why this. That's why the thing. Had yeah, so much they success. had like three. Yeah, they had like the Spider-Man, God of War, and Horizon. Yeah. Um, the Last of Us, God of War, Last of Us Two, Ragnarok, Spider-Man. Yeah, Ghosts maybe didn't quite, but it has a good tale. Um, yeah, Horizon, um, Death Stranding, maybe not. Bloodborne, you know. Um, I think it's definitely possible. Yeah, I, I guess I, I am being liberal with it because it does depend if it's a breakout hit. You know, I mean, the way Baldur's Gate was... Was the world really looking forward to Baldur's Gate 3, a game that's been in early access for half a decade? I don't think so. No. Did the world look when it cracked 96? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. think that's the that's the difference. When you look everywhere and you see 10 out of 10s everywhere... I think that makes a big difference. Um, so I guess that's kind of what I'm leaning into. Um, mm-hmm. And I th- I think the ones that I've highlighted, maybe not with Zenimax, but particularly Id, Perfect Dark, and... Indie. the other one was. I think that... Um, oh, maybe Indie, yeah, because Todd's leading it. Stand a good chance of getting very, very high scores. So. Mm. And machine games, you know, so... Um, I think it's super interesting and I think it definitely speaks volumes to that article we spoke about last week with um, Starfield being the starting gun for uh, like this cadence because like yeah like fucking hell look at the games we're reeling off here I have a I have an interest in playing almost every single one of these games we've spoken about in the last sort of 15 minutes yeah yeah same yeah uh, no COD doesn't count Savish COD never counts <laughs> yeah, oh yeah that's true i hadn't even thought about yeah facts vision blizzard goes through so let's move the conversation kind of away from starfield a little bit then um i can see tavish has had mentioned halo to tanker and that is something i wanted to speak about i mean what in terms of the next big thing tim <laughs> what do you think well, first you know we don't know what tanker is yet but do you think that could capture a lot of people if it's a no it's a no mess W. It's a new, brand new mode. It's let's say it's a battle royale, or it's a very heavily expanded firefight, or something, and it's in the Halo Infinite um, launcher. I don't know. People still love Halo. What, I mean, what do you think? Um, I don't know. It's tough to say. Um, it, it's 
because these these sort of things like firefight and battle royale these sort of pvp experiences potentially even more for pve if it goes down the firefight uh route they're really hard to predict man because like so many like a few have caught fire and really caught the attention of the public eye and they pop off but so many have just gone to nothing and died quite quickly or had a phase and then died off pretty quickly um so it's it's Mm. kind of impossible to predict and my my odds are no i don't think it's going to i think it might be a pretty it it could be a, a a good a great game mode a good battle royale it could be a fad for a little bit um you know capture capture a, a pretty large audience um but i think ultimately i think it'll probably drop off um i i can't imagine it being this next like the next big thing like everyone's just on halo tanker like people dropping off fortnite people aren't playing warzone anymore people going to tanker nah i i don't i can't I, I don't know if it's just me being cynical, but I just, I can't, I can't see that being a thing. I can see it being good. I just can't see it being that level of good, that big. So, no. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think actually for the most part, I think I'm with you. Um, I think it definitely could have a lightning in a bottle moment, um, you know, because the game has improved so much in terms of what's available. Um I think that if something pulled people back, a lot of people would be like, oh shit, this is so much better. Um, building upon, you know, the gameplay that was already really, really good. Mm. And look at this brand new game mode, which is which is so much fun, you know, if, if everything goes well. I don't know if that continues. I'm not sure. I, I do have a bit of a problem, as much as I really like Halo Infinite and I do play it, I do think I have a bit of a problem with how they keep balancing that game around fucking, comp- like, uh, hyper competition yeah um, i think they need to get a bit more loosey-goosey with it and that is happening with the more equipment that they add but it's like at times it's um it, it's leaning more into comp than it is to uh, casual and i think that's a bit of a problem mm-hmm. um, and i think that that wears on people that wears on the casual audience i don't think you can put halo infinite in the hands of a regular player and get them to play that more than card it's no it's very the skill floor is quite high, to be honest. Um, so we'll see. And it depends, you know, if they, if, they, if Tatanka had evolved into its kind of like a, a separate mode and, a, and like a, maybe a smaller campaign, like an ODST sized game, then yeah, maybe. But um, as it stands, no. And, and the reason we bring it up, Tim, is because Serasia, friend of the show, Serasia. Oh, let's go. Had been data mining and found that Tatanka seems to be launchable from the Halo Infinite menu. Um, so what I'm looking at is a bunch of code strings, and they say load category Forge, load category Academy, load category multiplayer, and then load category Tatanka. Mm-hmm. Indicates two things, three things maybe. The game is launchable through Halo Infinite. Second thing. The game probably isn't running on Unreal Engine, as the previous rumor suggested. Mm-hmm. Or if it is, it's it's just being leveraged for the UI and the customization, like it is in Master Chief Collection. Same happens there. It's like a combination of both. Um, and number three, it might be closer to launch than we think. Yeah. Um, Potentially. It's already coding for the menu. Um 
Hmm. Strikes me as a possible shadow drop, Tim. Could be. Yeah. Game Awards shadow drop? Mm-hmm. I could very much see that, especially with Halo picking up some speed recently. Just another reason to come back, another people, another reason to get people through the door. You know, ca- capitalize on the the social media presence that it has already and recently. Um, you know, that in itself will be its its advertisement because the game's a bit. Uh, you know, it's it's come back up, so a stealth drop will just advertise mm-hmm. itself in that regard. Yeah, I could actually see it potentially doing that when is the uh, game awards again so october isn't it like late october december De- oh it's december, december. december. Okay. yeah it's um, October. so yeah i i think that's interesting and, and you know and something else just to um top that off supposedly firefight is coming soon in the next season i wonder if tatanka is actually just a big expanded firefight maybe there are some pvp elements maybe it's not a battle royale with some pve maybe it's a firefight with some pvp i don't know if i'm splitting hairs there i just i just wonder if actually yeah, certain affinity take has on... been working on this kind of expanded firefight this whole time yeah take on like warzone yeah um the halo 5 warzone you know which is was kind of like a morph between the two um which a lot of people liked um i think a lot of people generally quite enjoyed warzone didn't they so um yeah could be that's for sure but i think what, what whatever it is the the likelihood of a stealth drop i actually think is quite high scream yeah. stealth drop. i mean we'll see it's just something to chew on hmm. so that's rounded out the show for today um wow hope everyone's having a good time playing starfield if you're stuck around this long please don't forget to uh hit the like button maybe consider subscribing um and we'll be back next week to continue this story and hopefully i won't be buffering so badly as i am today but yeah it's a bit weird yeah you must have changed something but i mean we'll we'll, i'll give my laptop a reboot and update obs or whatever i need to do but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that hasn't been too bad. But yeah, thanks for sticking with us. And thanks for all the comments, Tavish. You know, there's some really good points brought up there. Some good questions, some good conversations there. Um, churchy music. It's not churchy music. This is our this is intro. This is our, this is our intro and outro. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very hot. And we've been here for like three hours because we recorded 30 minutes in the ether earlier. So, uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for sticking with us, guys. And uh, yeah, have a good one. Catch you later. Bye, 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 bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.